This is Naoki Yoshida. This is Fern Hall. And you are listening to Aetherite Radio. Aetherite Radio. Here we go. Hi. We're back. I'm glad to see you didn't leave. Thank you for your love and support. <clears throat> Thanks, everyone. Hi. Hi. Also from me. <laughs> um, really excited to be here today for the live letter recap, and uh, really appreciate you. Thanks for not leaving. Are you I doing have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I'm just well, here. Rook wasn't yeah. here for the episode where we started the episode whispering to each other. Oh, that's right. So she's got to get her whispering in. Mm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I was doing. Yeah, totally. It was like a funny little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. We are going to have to change the tags on this podcast. No. Why? <laughs> ASMR. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah. we might we might have to because I have a lot of thoughts about kissing dragons today. So okay. that's good. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. okay. Consider right. this a warning. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Hi, we're Etherite Radio. We are Gamerscape's Final Fantasy fourteen podcast, and we are a little bit silly, but that's what makes us lovable. So you know, please don't leave. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <clears throat> today we are going to talk about. The latest live letter, 72. This is helping me learn higher levels of Roman numerals. <clears throat> yeah, Roman numerals are hard. I yep. don't care for them particularly. <laughs> um, I think I've said this before, but one of the only tests I can ever remember cheating on as a child was a test for learning Roman numerals. And I cheated off of my best friend and I just looked at what they said. And it's a miracle I even know what number of Final Fantasy we play all the time and talk about at this point, because a lot of times it's anybody's (laughs) guess what those Roman numerals are for me. Um, So this is, yeah, this is my dark revelation at the start, but I can usually do pretty good up to 20. So now that we're reaching these levels with the live letters, I just type in Live letter 6.2, please. Which yeah. <laughs> please, that Just one. Please Google. You're Give me with the game because you can say FFXIV, the yeah. actual letters, and people know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yep. Usually, yeah. Sometimes they look at me like I'm insane. That's fine. But, you know, usually I just omit, yeah, I usually just omit Final Fantasy in general, and it just confuses yeah. everyone. So I just say 14. They're like, what? Oh, sorry. Final Fantasy 14. Yeah. Then they go, what? And I'm like, don't worry about it. It's fine. That's that's how it's been since, like, what, middle school? We'd be like, yeah. oh, yeah, I was playing 7 and blah, blah, blah. You're playing yeah. what? The movie 7? Yeah, I was. No, no. no. <laughs> so anyway, we but yes, this is 72. Yes, yeah, 72. L is, yes. is 50. If you yes. Didn't, if you didn't know. You know, we could do a quick tutorial, right? Yeah. yeah you know, L yeah. is 50. Okay. X is 10, and there's two yeah, of two those. Of those. <laughs> and so then 10, one. 10? Two, two number 10? Yeah, yeah it's two number 10s. So it's 100, right? Fuck. <laughs> 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 and then there's two ones. So. so it's 50, 60, 70, 71, 72. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you can do that out loud. It's fine. Nobody nobody cares. It's okay. Just do it. Just stop for a second and go. Thank okay, you. Just carry the one. And okay. Look, math is a machine job. Uh, I say that as a programmer. I like how Chad's I don't do like, math. what's in the treasure chest? I don't care about Roman numerals. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have you know, some news. Stuff. There, was, there was a little bit of news outside of the love letter. And there was a bunch in the live letter. And I just kind mm-hmm. of consolidated it. Yeah. And we'll talk about that now. 
Um, the PvP series one Crystal and Conflict is ending on the 23rd when we get 6.2. I think most yep. everybody knew that, but just as a reminder, if you haven't gotten the stuff you want off of the pretty uh, crystal card clicker, then you probably oh, need like to go that. beat up some friends. Uh, in that same line of news, this is really cool. Uh, I think like two days prior to this, we were like, we have nothing finalized for a North American crystalline right. conflict uh, PvP tournament. Here it is. Crystalline Conflict Community Cup North America. Our That's dear friends who have been on the show before, Brian Ricardo and Frosty. Yes, the return of Frosty. Yeah. He back. Yay. Yeah. Which is very exciting for them. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy to see all of their work towards the PvP. They get to do the event. That's very cool. Yeah. Boy, I'm, I, I, I'm disappointed to not see, like, Rook in there. <laughs> oh, uh, you know, it's no. Just two. I mean, honestly, it's incredible to me. Like, Brian and Frosty, I think, carried the, the hype for PvP for sure. years. So, like, would I love to cast something like this someday? Yes, absolutely. But are they in such good hands? Oh, my gosh, mm -hmm. yes. And it's sure. so great to see them getting to be involved with us. And, oh, we're just so happy. Like, they'd, Brian did an amazing job with the EU casting. And so yeah. did Liffy, also a friend of the cast, who does a lot of stuff with Race to World First and all putting all of that together with Mog Talk. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, having Frosty making that comeback and Brian, it's going to be good. So be sure yeah. to tune in or sign up if you want to play, too. My cat, my cat's really excited about Crystal and Conflict too. Also, apparently. <laughs> um, so uh, we're gonna do a quick rundown of the rules and prizes and stuff to see if you guys are interested. We'll make it quick as possible. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, you have to have a North American account. You can't join yep. from anywhere else. Um, it is a five v five tournament. There will be sixteen teams randomly picked. So even if you apply, you may not get in. Uh, mm -hmm. Good luck to you if you do, though. Uh, winners of preliminaries and quarterfinals will be determined by best of one round matches. Winners of semifinals and finals will be determined by best of three round matches. Matches will take place on one of the following maps, the ones we have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> team members may freely change jobs between rounds if participating in best of three round matches. And teams may switch team members between semifinals and finals. And those last two bullets are, are interesting, yeah. you know. Uh, there's a lot of counterplay already in the kind of burgeoning meta. So it's going to be cool to see that. And it was cool to see that before, but I'd, I'd love to know if there are any differences in strategy, right, this time around. There are. I mean, season two alone with the yeah. changes and things they did, has they've brought so many changes. We've seen mm -hmm. uh, a real rise of, I think, some unconventional comps. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little bit of the downfall of certain tanks like Paladin <laughs> Although, with that too, there have still been some really incredible players. I know we've been cast in the Wolves League, so mm -hmm. I've been doing that a lot of mm -hmm. weeks um, over with, you know, a whole bunch of incredible people over on Plus One's channel. And it's been really cool to see, like you said, Al, do you know how these compositions, how these play styles have changed over time? And um, even with kind of official lineups and team play like this. Mm-hmm. So the important dates for that particular competition, Friday, August 12th to Monday, August 22nd is the registration period. So uh, that has started. Got a couple, couple week, week, yep. and a half. <laughs> week and a half-ish from right now. Monday, August 29th is the bracket team announcement. Thursday, September 1st at 3 p.m. will be the preliminaries and September 2nd, the very next day at also 3 p.m. PDT, sorry, PDT. Uh, quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals. Mm -hmm. 
everybody who participates is gonna get Magitech torches, a stack of Magitech torches, which is like those little little wavy glow stick thingamabobas. So mm-hmm. even if you don't make any progress, you get something. That's nice. Yeah. So you can wave uh, the other teams on from the sidelines. <laughs> yeah. Uh, four semifinalists will get one of the usual prizes: Armentoker, Mandragrochoker, Noble Barding, Blue Bird Earring, Scarf of Wondrous Wit, Gala Cap, and the Cloud Hair. Plus. Mm-hmm the participation award and uh the winning team gets all of that stuff plus a great sample of ranka parasol nice yeah you'll be screaming to the fish <laughs> sorry i like puns you didn't even set that up beforehand i didn't it's not in so that line so that's that's got to be a little respect <laughs> smidge yeah just a little bit <sighs> All right, <laughs> that's that's all the news we have on that for now. You can, if you want to look that up, uh, find it on the Lodestone, obviously. Uh, and if you do register, you know, good luck. Yeah, Kick go participate. Parts. Yes, yes, sign up. And don't, I will say this too, because all the teams are randomly picked. Yes. Like, just if you have a group of friends and you just want to give it a try just for fun, Sign up for it. I mean, be willing to commit to the day and mm-hmm. time. Make sure that, you know, you know what you're signing up for because last minute, you know, uh, bails are never any fun and yes. are really tough for coordinators. But I will say this, you don't have to like come in and prove you are top 100. You don't have to come in and do any of that. Just sign up with the team, show them that there's interest in this. If you like this mode and you enjoy playing it and be prepared to, you know, go in if you get selected. But like, honestly, Anybody can apply to this. Anyone can be a part of this. So definitely mm-hmm. do if you're interested. Don't feel like you can't just because you might not be ranked number one or something. All of yeah, the people that you're scared of might not get picked. <laughs> right. And your interest, if you do have a genuine interest, will further it along to more regional stuff, maybe. You know, more uh, networking within the community to maybe make these regional things bigger and bigger. The Wolves League it's just going to get bigger and bigger if we participate. So if you're interested, do it. Uh, the Eorzean Symphony, which doesn't really apply to us North Americans. We can just be here <sighs> being jealous and stuff. But that is, uh, tickets are going on sale August 21st. It's going to be by lottery. So good luck mm-hmm. to everybody. We're back in the lottery. The concert itself is December 17th and 18th at the Tokyo Garden Center, and there will be no stream. The Yeah. But, this is know, all very devastating to me, especially like considering a... the next thing you're about to talk yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, I didn't get details on where they get this, but presumably, uh, on site they have merch. Mm-hmm. It's it's the the Elpis flower, and it lights up. And I want yep. it! Oh my god! An goodness. official Elpis flower. Like, there's some people who have 3D printed it, and they're awesome, and they're great. And now we're finally starting to see the actual merch. Just make a bunch of them. Put them on the shop. It's we'll buy them. So- they're so beautiful. Yeah. And I saw people talking about like if there's a way for you to get them before the concert even starts, because sometimes they have like the booths open or maybe mm-hmm. even it's something that they'll like let people buy. The idea that the audience, everybody in the seats can have an Elpis flower and as they play mm-hmm. or they do flow, hold them up so that you see yeah. like an ocean of flowers. That, that one mental image alone made me so envious that we don't have these in na i really Mm -hmm. hope that they start doing world tours of these symphonies because people will go i mean we all love like all the other music stuff that they do for final fantasy so yep i was lucky enough to go to a few distant worlds like it's it's always worth it always during the like six months that i lived in chicago 
There was no distance world. Yeah. worlds. I was like, come on, it's always there. Why? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, sort of in line with that is SE is going to be at PAX Australia. Uh, it's October 7th through 9th. And mm-hmm. they mentioned in this little bit that uh, apparently Japan is having a rise in COVID. So yeah. the events there, like the Arizona Symphony, are kind of rare. But I guess the rest of the world where they're looking at traveling is having a pretty good time. So they did say that it was likely there'd be more events other places. Give us other mm-hmm. flowers. I mean the symphony. I mean both. <laughs> <clears throat> they're going to yeah. do... Go ahead. Oh, no. I just said, yeah. They're going to do a little stream. This sounds adorable. They <laughs> so they're doing something called Mog Shoot Farm. Uh, it's going to be a stream from August 15th to 19th, and they're partnered with uh, a farm in London called Mudshoot Farm, and they're just going to pet animals. That's what they're that's just... about. I assume this Pet. is for, like, island... Uh, they're just going to stream country. them petting animals? Is that uh, is that it? That's all the details that I saw on the on the thing of the heads up display. I don't think you need more details yeah. than that. I'm sold that I'm already going to tune in. I mean, I've... that's it. I've watched much stupider for much longer. Yeah, that's fine. I think the real dream would be an event like this at some point where they invited like content creators out <laughs> or we could like dress up in cosplay and then they could just be like, look at these Mikote petting cats. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> yes. So that's going to be adorable. And between August 15th and 19th, if you need a shot of serotonin and general happiness, check mm-hmm. it out. <laughs> August uh, 22nd, Yoshi P is going to read the patch notes because the patch is August 23rd. I don't think mm-hmm. I said that. The patch is August 23rd, you guys. Well, we haven't gotten super into it yet. Yeah, but. Yeah. Uh, August 14th, tomorrow is a sudden 14-hour broadcast. I don't know what they're going to do, but they're going to dress up and be crazy. So enjoy that. Yeah. There's probably going to be a lot of tidbits of like some development stuff of the patch. I can't wait. Until, you know, community members, those awesome community members that always translate these, or at least look in a little bit, give us some of these nuggets, because who knows what they're going to talk about. Uh, let's see. Final Fantasy is uh, collaborating with the company Insert Coin to make Paladin Jacket, which if you watch the letter you saw, you should be wearing. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. It's pretty freaking cool. Uh, I'm not yeah, a Paladin, I... so I won't be picking that yeah. up. <laughs> but it's neat. Yeah, I... I mean, obviously, I think we all would love if they did, like, a whole set of these. Yes. But I will say this. I have one Insert Coins t-shirt that I got when they were collaborating with Guild Wars 2. Mm-hmm. And it's probably one of my favorite t-shirts. It's, like, very good quality. It has held up in the wash super well. It's really comfy. And I feel like right. the fit is flattering. So I think there's a good chance it's a good quality jacket if it's something you're looking to pick up. And I think it's a little more expensive. I don't I don't know what the exact cost is, but... Yeah. Um, at least, at the very least, my experience with them has been pretty good as far as quality goes. Uh, you stole that link. <laughs> I was like, I'll travel to the link, and then it's gone. No, um, yeah, if, you want to, if you want to check it out, you can do Lone Stone, or you can go to S-Q-E-X, as in Square Enix, dot T-O slash insert coin. So, yeah, currently it is uh, 74.99 pounds sterling, which is $91 us which isn't terrible not insane for a jacket i've seen a lot higher yeah uh for that kind of bomber-esque style uh there's going to be a digital book the unending journey volume one where you can read the warrior of light's journey through realm reborn heavensward and and shadowbringers not no no stormblood 
the yeah. three, the first three. Um, yeah. I don't really know what this is. <laughs> I don't know if they've made this into like a real book or if they're just like, here's all of the quoted lines from the game. Yeah, I immediately thought of um, this feature that Dragon Age had called The Vault, where they kind of showed your story, your your saves story. So like what you did in Dragon Age 1, 2, and 3. And it kind of helped you remember what you did. I think it was actually between 2 and 3 that they released it. So you can see, oh yeah, I did pick to kill that person or not save this person or whatever. So maybe it's just kind of like a picture book that we could go through. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Uh, it's all the MSQ quest text in print. Um, oh. This is just the digital version of a real life thing that already exists. Thank you, Chris. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Isn't that just... I mean, I guess you could access it if you aren't currently subscribed to the game, but like, yeah. isn't our quest log just already the digital version? So, like, I don't want to. I don't want to get in trouble, think... but that's all up on uh, Gamerscape, also. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I I would guess that they're gonna, you know, give give it a little bit of flair since it's online, you know, at least for the pages. Um, I'm sure they're gonna go out with design. I'm sure it won't it just be pages of text. Black and white is what it would uh, like to me. Yeah, it's true. It's <laughs> true. Maybe it is. Who knows? Um, you know, maybe there's pictures in between. Maybe I don't know. Pro we can hope. Um, there is a starter guide video series that they released, I think, two or three days ago. It, I've not watched it, but I've been told it's pretty cute. Yeah, it's adorable. It is cute. Yes, I have watched it. And I actually think it has some really good beginner information. Like a lot of the things that I tend to sort of bullet point hit for people if they ask, like, hey, I'm new, what should I know? They actually did address in the video itself. So um, it'd be super cool if at some point they actually put these like into the game, maybe mm -hmm. even as an accompaniment to like Hall of the Novice or something. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, it'd be so, so good because they cover all sorts of stuff. But yeah, I think it's cute. And if you have new friends that are getting into the game or about to start, I think it's a really good resource to toss their way. Absolutely, yeah. Nice. Uh, and then our last little bit here is, hey, you want to get hired by Square Enix, guys? They're currently hiring uh, scenario, game content, and live system designers. Uh, if you want more info on that, I'm sure that's somewhere on the list zone for what those actually are. Uh, no. And they're also hiring Japanese to English and Japanese to German translators, if you happen to have that skill set. Yeah. <laughs> I do believe for all of the positions you need to speak Japanese, at least smoothly, it says. Uh, so do know that, but hey, that's a new goal. Mm -hmm. and, that, and that's it for the news. So now we will get into the actual Levelator. Here we go. Here we go. I'm so ready. I'm so ready. I'm so ready. <laughs> yeah. I'm so ready. All right. Uh, as we said just a little bit ago, it comes out on August 23rd. <clears throat> there's a there's a pretty cool cool trailer. I don't know if you guys liked it. I liked it. It was good. <laughs> Rook's face is it like, good. are you kidding me? Did you just ask me that question? <laughs> there was so much in this trailer. <laughs> yeah. I it's like I'm still dealing with it. I mean, as far as pure cinematic, you know, mm -hmm. I obviously our cinematic trailers for things like expansions are I think the most hype, especially as they reveal like yeah. the full versions. 
but there were so many tiny little tidbits in this trailer. Everything from like the visuals of Island Sanctuary to, oh my gosh, Varshan aka Vitra now has a grown-up body and is going to be joining mm. us as like a trust member to um, uh, Skarmic Leone and yeah. the like Amano design to the <sighs> mysterious and deeply attractive Reaper lady <laughs> that yep. is maybe us. Maybe. I've seen Maybe. some incredible theories about um, an original. So back when they were looking for the titular character that would be eventually Meteor that we would mm -hmm. see in all of the trailers who would become the template for Ardbert and all of that, um, they had actually drafted a couple others. I think there was a Lalafell and then there was a CGI preview of a pure Midlander. Um, that the community has started calling lady. Comet, who a lady, yes, a, yeah. a here Midlander lady, that the community has started calling Comet, who looks a lot like this mm -hmm. this character, like looks a lot like this character. So there's a lot of discussions happening about is this Xenos's void scent who has a human form or that you yeah. know is, is able to be reclaimed who was maybe our shard who now we're finally going to have some kind of visual on or even mm -hmm. get to interact with it seems like someone who could theoretically be a at least like you know femme presenting version of the warrior yeah. of light so I'm deep hype about that I don't know yeah. if that's just tinfoil hat or what but that was massive and I was it really excited yeah. So much sense, especially with Troya being there, as we know, because in Final Fantasy IV, it was a matriarchal society, and it would, you know, like, it could just make a whole lot of sense. Not only that, Ardbert in, it, in and of himself is kind of proof of this, mm. because originally he was just a dude. He's like, ah, no, he doesn't mean anything. He's, he's Yeah, he's just a stand-in. He's the default guy. And then they put that default guy in the game. So they, they go back all the time, and they... They take visuals that we've seen over the years, and they're like, "Hey, you thought that was nothing? It was something." <laughs> mm -hmm. So I, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm kind of on board with this. I'm for it, especially. I know, yeah. I know. You and I are always like, you know, you you think Asm is a man, Asm is a lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I'm just saying. Yeah. You know, everybody has their own journey with Asm, mm -hmm. but like, I think my journey <laughs> and our journey is right, and everybody else. Is <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah. I, I love this because, I mean, no matter what, where you fall in the gender spectrum, it's just nice to hopefully maybe see a little bit of acknowledgement that, I mean, there are different ways that players present themselves as mm -hmm. the Warrior of Light, and it doesn't just have to be this one character. So I really love that and I'm excited. The music, as chat has pointed out, also incredible. Some yep. of the previews of the next raid. Mm. If you're into hot old man, guess what? We have a raid for you. <laughs> um, if you're still mad actually... at Carbuncle, you'll get to beat it up. Yeah. Yes. Agro Carbuncle is an mm -hmm. incredible gift to us all and hilarious as the siren goes by. That's what's gonna that's what's gonna happen to you when that carbuncle goes rage form <laughs> on your butt. Like that, you're gonna need you're gonna need that siren. Um, and also mysterious, uh, bizarre hybrid tentacle pink hair lady. Mm -hmm. kind, of, kind of into that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I really there's like a lot of good just, stuff. Just the one yeah. little point where the, uh, oh my gosh, words, the words for the, the expansion mm -hmm. come up and they break in the way that they do in four. And I'm just like, yeah. yes. And then what yep. do they show me? What I've been waiting for, for like the whole time this game has been out. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. The now, slide effect on the art was really cool at the end. Oh, yeah. Too. Yeah, that kind of uh, vignettes of each character, right? Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. I wonder, 
with Skarmiglion being a dungeon boss, that is interesting to me, right? Like that's I don't, I don't want him to be a dungeon well, boss. I, just... I know, and maybe we'll talk about it later, or maybe we'll just do it now. I'll just maybe we'll just do it now. Screw it. <laughs> so what is order? Who cares? Well, I mean, you fight them twice anyway. Right? That's true. <gasps> you fight that's them twice what anyway. I'm saying. That's what right? I'm saying. And then the other thing is, maybe they just said, you know, Skarmiglion, who cares about who cares about them? Just do three of them in Golbez. That could be the sequence as well, right? Those could be the trials. I don't think I would like that as much. Because um, if we get in the four fiends, we want all four of them, even stupid Skarmiglion, <laughs> right? Love so I don't know. Skarm I guess we'll see. I love Skarmiglion. Okay, so I never I know. played four, but I love... Um, the so it looks like they base it off of the Amano artwork mm -hmm. and the fact that he just has the hat with like little flowers on the mm -hmm. front. It's like you poor precious baby. He's a dirt yeah, boy. he's got hat flowers and, and then he a dirt boy. Yeah, and apparently everybody's really mean to him in yeah. four is what I was reading. Absolutely, he's super he's lame <laughs> and really dumb, and he loves playing in the dirt and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yes, I, I am curious because it does seem like Dungeon Boss mm -hmm. because of the fact that they said that they would not reveal, and we'll get to that as we get in the letter yeah. here, they would not be revealing the trial boss, um, which I was surprised by. I watched the trailer and then I read that and I was like, but you showed him right there. And right. then I went, oh, wait, hold on. So it's very possible that we could have like a two-parter here. You, mm -hmm. If we're basing it off of the original fight, where from my understanding, Skarmaglion, you fight and then they die. And then mm -hmm. he comes back and he says, my true form doesn't, isn't revealed until I die at least once. Yeah. So it could, it could very well be that we have like a two-parter, which would be a really interesting thing uh, since there was I don't a... think we've had that before. Like a yeah. I think... dungeon boss that goes into a, a second phase trial. That would be interesting. Yeah, I don't think we had. I mean, like. All I can think of is like uh, Diablos. <laughs> Yeah, Innocence got close, but we didn't fight Innocence, you yeah. know what I mean, in that dungeon? Like, we got right there, but yeah. Yeah, Xenos Shenryu, kind of. Yeah, Xenos Shenryu is close, yeah. Chat's also pointing out, uh, we didn't actually fight all four lords in Trials. It's true. Yeah, that's true. Genbu, Genbu was a dungeon boss, so we could be following that pattern. Yeah, there's always got to be one sacrificial uh, <laughs> boss that gets kicked to a dungeon, sorry. And it's, it's the guy okay. that they pick on. Yep. <laughs> that poor, poor flower loving boy. But he, had he just to wants to do necromancy and make a garden. Yeah, That's it's all. fine. What's wrong with that? <laughs> this is why so many people thought that he was in uh, Deep Dungeon, Palace of the Dead. Yeah, yeah, but because I'm hype about Tactics Ogre, no, you don't put him in there. That's for Tactics Ogre and Tactics Ogre, Ogre alone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Look, I just, I want more tactics ogre any way I can. And when Deep Dungeon was related to it, I was like, I love it. Or Palace of the Dead, I should say. So yeah, uh, we're hyped for that. Uh, the first thing we're supposed to talk about is New Man Scenario. Um, we don't actually know what the quests are going to be, but we do know that we are going into the void. Yeah, we hear some uh, talk from our, our boy, now man, Varshan, talking about his sister, like, you know, that he would find her. So, yeah, we're going in. It's happening. I, I do wonder if they tied into the first Void Quest or what there. I don't know. That's a big question. I We were actually talking about this this morning on stream. Mm. 
because of the fact that there was also a recent JP interview, which was released and translated, where uh, Yoshida-san was asked, you know, normally around point three, we're finishing up whatever the past expansion was. We have our capstone, right? And then we move on to what the new arc is going to be. And Yoshida-san said in that interview, this is kind of an interesting one because it won't really be, I think he said until point five, was mm. that it? That it won't be until point five that we start to see whatever the um, seeds of this new expansion. We'll actually right. see what the new expansion is going to be. And that had me surprised because I was going, wait, hold on. But earlier yeah. you said with the media tour that, you know, Endwalker would end with Endwalker and then we'd be starting this other thing and that would be what the new momentum was going to be. So does this mean that the Void quests that we're doing are genuinely going to lead us to something like the Void, but it's going to subvert our expectations in some way? Mm -hmm. Or does this mean that as of right now, the void is contained to these quests, and we may just get a little bit of a setup, or we might just get a little bit of a something that will be explored later, and at, like, point five, yeah. we're going to be getting something totally different that's going to lead us into some other completely unexpected direction. So, it's kind of interesting right now. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. I like not knowing what's going on. <laughs> it'd be, it'd be really interesting. Yeah, exactly. Because we, you know, we kind of knew that void was going to pop up. We've always known that. And, you know, Emmett Cell kind of tells us other things. Um, but I would, I would, I wonder if they would, we hit a roadblock or something in the void and we circle back to Maricidia or something. Like, uh, that could be straight up just hijack us right into I mean, that. That'd be cool. We are dealing with dragons. Yeah. So, like, we go, we rescue a dragon lady. Yeah. She's like, you know what? I think I want to go hang out in Maricidia. We'll come with. And we're like, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, something bad is going on there. You know, who knows? Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, I'll just take more dragons. I'll take <laughs> more dragons for days. Just give me more dragons. Um, yes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's it. That's the whole statement. <laughs> That's, That's it. That's all. I don't story. care what happens to the story. I do actually care deeply, very <laughs> deeply. But I mostly care as long as there's dragons in it. So mm -hmm. um, keep giving me that, Square Enix, and we're good. But yes, I actually, Aldi, you know, I was wondering like you were. Um, mm. Actually, it was so funny because with the trailer, when we first saw that figure that, you know, we were talking about that could very well be Comet or could be, mm -hmm. I thought, oh, who would that be? Who has ties to the Void? Who would be taking us to their world? And I went, Silva? I was like, was Silva in some fake form or something right. while on the first? Or like, and I do not believe that's it at all at this right. point. But there is this gap about, are they actually going to bring those characters? Yes. The Nukolai, who they've kept around since Warring Triad. Are they going to bring those characters into this? Yeah. Or are we going to see something like a setup here with Void Quest stuff? We're going to be approaching it from our side. Then we're going to have this diversion to whatever is going on. Maybe the research gets finished about mm -hmm. traveling between the shards. And then everybody unites for a future expansion beyond 7.0, where all of those figures come in to storm the Void or try mm -hmm. and reclaim it. I don't know, but it would be very strange to me if they had set up so much in such an interesting way with the characters yeah. over on the first and then just never used them in a Void-related quest, right. you know? It, and, you know, the Void seems to be linked to every other shard in a unique way. Um, at least, kind of, sort of, there's a little bit, and I mean a very little bit, about, like, rumors of Void sent early on in the first before the, their calamity. 
So it could be interesting to set the void up as a staging point to then visit other shards, maybe. I don't know. Like there, there's so many places that they could go with this, but if we go to the void and we solve any problems that aren't dragon related without Unokohai and 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 Sila, I'm, I'm going to be mad. Frankly, I'm going to be like, no, they're right there. Use them. We also need Rin and Gaia, or at least Gaia. Right, at least Gaia. Like, right. I don't really want to hang out with her again, but it would make sense <laughs> if she didn't show up. What? I like Gaia. Yeah. I just. I think having a girlfriend's been good for her too. So I think. Yeah. She'll be I think crap. maybe she'll change a little bit. Yeah. That would be great. I just. Yeah. I've been. It's a that type of girl. Yeah. I don't want to deal with that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's I that like type of the. Character. I like the idea that they are kind of playing the long game of mm -hmm. setting up a future cast of characters. So we have our Scions, and our Scions are still kind of hanging around right now for this foray into the Void. But I kind of personally like the idea that maybe this is a way to set up a longer game of like an entirely new cast of characters that for an expansion featuring the fur or sorry, featuring the void mm -hmm. would be like our scions for that. So yeah. Unukolai, Silva, Reen Gaia, um, even now possibly as Daya and yeah. uh, Vritra, which would be really cool mm -hmm. to have them actually be characters and or make it a little bit easier to have them be companions by giving them this convenient puppet that right. they can, you know, move around. That's like, it's like an Aura, but it's totally a thousand year old dragon, many, many yeah. thousand year old dragon. Um, so I think they, they may be doing that, but we'll mm -hmm. see. They could totally toss it out the window, so. I mean, you know since, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, it gives me a giggle because <laughs> for so long we've been well initially we thought Aura were dragon people even yeah. dragons were and so they persecuted them and yeah. then Yoshi P comes out and he's like they're not dragon people guys they're not they're not and then he made the hom homunculus people <laughs> into dragon yeah. people Yoshi not helping Yoshi P. Uh, yeah the only thing I was going to say about the extended cast of characters is it's in the song right we have the scions and we have the sinners like that is their group name. They are so compelling. Give us more. Charles. Oh dear, no. Come on. Look, I think about the first all the time, all right? I am so invested in this idea so deeply at this point. I want it. You said that one sentence, and now I am like, if this does not happen, I'm going to flip this table. I'm That's... sorry to bring you into my headcanon. No. Because I'm going to be sad, it's too. beautiful. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Please. Ah. Uh. All right, so mm -hmm. that's the very first bullet point on this. That's screaming about the main scenario. I mean, you know, it's 14. That's what we yeah. do. We scream about the main scenario for a while. Um, there are going to be new side quests. We get more Tataru's Grand Endeavor, uh, which is yeah. everybody give Tataru presents because she did a lot of good for everybody. Because she's yeah. worth it. Yeah, she didn't get a whole lot of credits the whole time, but, you know, mm -hmm. you got to have a support system. But it was this tiny little pink lolafell the whole time. Mm -hmm. uh, more Hildebrand quests. Which, yeah, uh, will lead into the unlocks for the new weapon enhancement relic quest dealy bobs. Oh, I can um, feel the salt. Yes, and I those know. are both oh, coming salt. in 6.25, not 6.2. Mm -hmm. And yep. they did confirm. They confirmed, yes, you have to do the Hildebrand yes. quests. Like, when they're saying that they will lead into, they literally mean the quests lead into and that you have to have completed the other prerequisites. Yeah. I think the community pretty much knew that already, but there were still people that were like, there's no way they do that. So just to straight up confirm, there is a way they did do yes. that. So you need to do the Hildebrand quests before if you want to have these. 
Yep. Um, and I love that there was mention of uh, Godbert and Geralt working together mm-hmm. on these weapons, which we is another thing. That these were going to go back. Well, I guess it makes sense. They said they were going mm-hmm. to go back to more of the pattern of the first and second relics rather than what we got out of Eureka and Boja. Which yeah. I actually like the first relics, the the pattern of that more. Mm-hmm. Just I don't I don't know why. Maybe because it, it was the first one, and that's just what I learned yeah. first. But I do I will miss the uh, the way Boja was kind of very simple and straightforward. I think I ended up with yeah. like six of those relics, uh, mm. rather than one. Yeah. yeah, I've I've come to appreciate Eureka more and more over time. They were obviously balancing things that they needed sure. to fix. There were obviously things, time investment wise, and all kinds of stuff that needed to be adjusted. Of course, there were big pitfalls with Eureka, but in particular, I like going back into Eureka as we were looking ahead to more content. I actually had a really good time. I've had a lot of fun. I've seen a lot of people that have been really passionate about the content, and I'm looking ahead to Baldassian. So I'm a little sad to see the return, but I also did feel like the Anima and Heaven Sword weapons were some of the ones that have had the most like maybe longevity, ease of of, of grind, mm-hmm. ease of use. Um, I enjoyed the quests for those, so I'm not too upset that they're going back, especially considering that we're getting all this other content. Like, right. that's the big balance for me. We are getting a lot of other content that I think probably made it so that when they made this decision, they were like, yeah, we'll use these more like a traditional um, one because we want to do all this other stuff with our teams. Mm-hmm. So I, I know some people are kind of mixed about it. Um, some of the stuff we saw in that trailer, like the Hildebrand legs popping out of the ground yeah. and the dancing Loperitz. It does look like it's going to be, at least to start, pretty gimmicky, pretty funny, pretty silly. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in the actual live letter, too, they were saying, like, oh, we did some buck wild stuff with this mm-hmm. one. <laughs> it's really over the top. So we'll have to wait and see if they are going to eventually take a more serious tone or, or with the relics. But they said this first step would be pretty easy to complete and that it would be more like the original relic weapons. So yeah. we'll see. Just think of... Think of it as them forcing you to have a little mirth after they depressed you in the last two <laughs> expansions, right? They just want to be balanced. They want to give you some funny, stupid, silly stuff. It's okay. If you got to, you know, if you don't want to do it, I get it. I had to do it from ARR, like, recently. I did it when they first announced it, and it wasn't that bad. Come on, it's going to be fine. Yeah, it's simple enough. Yeah. Uh, also coming patch 6.25, new tribal quests for the Omicrons. This is going to be mm-hmm. Disciple of Lance, so Gathering Stiff. If you haven't finished those. Yeah, this is my chance. <laughs> I'm really oh, excited just... to see like where this storyline is going. Cause yeah, absolutely. From what Me we've too. seen so far and everything we know from the previous raid tier, this is, this is a complex side of very confused children. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. And it does indeed look like it is going to be repairing that bar at the end yeah. of the universe because they showed some of the, you know, glimpses and in the trailer, uh, I think mm-hmm. maybe a little bit in the trailer. Um, and yeah, it yeah, looks like you're going to be bit. upgrading it and they're going to become the bartenders of the universe. Maybe to learn what emotions are because people share their worries. Maybe to give peace to the ghosts of the dead civilizations, yeah. many of and which they themselves destroyed. Yeah, yeah they, they said we're, as, as you progress, you'll get more of those people from, well, mm-hmm. the destroyed planets of the universe showing up. And yeah. so we'll get to, we'll get to learn about the super dead societies and media. But, 
Yeah, but, you know, we we technically released their souls. It's kind of ambiguous. To then be reincarnated on their planets? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe they it's have up their to interpretation. own little life stream and they can... Uh, but are the planets yeah. still... Th yeah, the planets are still there. They're just right. very empty. Yeah, you know, because I think... I don't know if it's the general interpretation, but but my interpretation of the large egg was just all the souls that she was not allowing to return mm -hmm. again, mm -hmm. again. right? Egg. And right, and so if they're released, then theoretically, if if life could be seeded on a planet, then maybe. But who knows, right? I I hope that we get a little bit of that. But yeah, I just hope that this is just you know that uh, cyberpunk bartender game Valhalla. I think I said it when Sly was on. Like, just give us that. That's fine. It's okay. Yeah. Just do that. That's cute. All right. What so if your final, what if the last stage, like end singer and Medion uh -huh. show up at the bar? <laughs> that's all. That's all. That's just my thought. And they're just like chilling. Like, yeah. I was really, you know, I'm so glad I have a place now to hang out and drink space beer and talk about my feelings because it turns out that talking about your feelings can really help. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody else in the bar gives them the stink eye. Like, are you really going to come here? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, they, they ID her. After what you like, did. Nah, you're too young. Yeah. Even though you're real old, you're too young. Yeah. You can't, you can't have beer here. Screw off, you big murderer. <laughs> oh, okay. So we're going to get a new dungeon with MSQ, Felcourt of Troya, which Charles was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy IV reference. You gotta love it. Um, we saw a little bit of it. And, of course, the boss. Mm -hmm. Um... I don't know. I'm just very interested to see how, you know, like, are they going to have little books around? Like, we sometimes get in the dungeons to tell us the history of Troya. I hope. Please. Ooh, yes. Tell me very about much, yes. this version. Please. So, I don't know. I'm really excited to see the lore around it, for sure. Mm. Yeah. It, and it actually, I mean, it looks gorgeous. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's beautiful. It looks beautiful. They showed off some of the trusts that go in with you, and at least from what I saw, obviously grown-up Varshan mm -hmm. is in there. Well, okay. I don't even want to say grown-up right. because he's not a child. He is a yeah. thousands and thousands year old dragon. New, larger simulacrum model 2.0 <laughs> yeah. Varshan is going into, into it with us and seems to be a tank. Was that what I was seeing? Sword, shield? I think that's what I saw as well. I haven't sense. like gone frame by frame through it if yet. If we're bringing Estinian and Yastola, we don't yeah. need mm -hmm. time. Yeah. So that all looks cool and the possibility that, yeah, dungeon boss, but we don't know a ton about the rest of it. And it looks yeah. so gorgeous. I'm so excited. As much as I would much rather Oogle, um, Old Varshan, I wonder mm -hmm. why they made that choice. Like, yeah. Oh, I, I feel like. Well, okay. I'm not them, so I can't say with actual certainty, mm -hmm. but I feel like there's a couple reasons. One, there's like the lore reason that, right, at least initially, the void tear itself was small. So in theory, as many of us yeah. have been saying, he made a small version to try and wedge in there to go mm -hmm. looking for her. Um, but now that we're able to expand it or control it to some more extent to make a larger form that can actually go through makes sense. I feel mm -hmm. like, too, because of the fact that he has embraced his role as Satrop, right? Like, yeah. he's not trying to hide anymore. He's not trying to, you know, deflect attention from himself. And, like, who is more, you know, like, who do people think is the, the least important Unless you're a parent. But you know what I mean? Like, people aren't usually looking to children to be some source of, like, authority or power or things like that. 
So I feel like there's that. And three, I'm just going to be real. I think they've mm -hmm. realized that there are certain trepidations with having younger characters, younger looking characters yeah. in a cast. So if you're going to have a character that is going to be stepping up to be like a major player or that the community is going to be focused on in certain ways, um, I feel like just from a visual standpoint, giving them an older model now that that reveal mm -hmm. is out just is good for covering your bases and hopefully yeah. will never lead us again to awkward Reen Shiva fight. Mm -hmm. and, right. and like, you know, See, that's, that's sort of what I was thinking, but I would like for there to be a good lore reason. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's just them continuing to figure out just how horny the player base is. And it's fine. And, you know, and that's OK. You know, that's OK. It's OK to be horny. That's a OK. Uh, so they're giving us a target that is agreeable with just about everyone. And also, yeah, maybe maybe this... Oh, see, and I don't even want to say because this this is the joke that I thought of immediately. Maybe this this version is fully functional, Star Trek fans. Oh you know what my I mean. god, Aldia, no. What? Just I just thought Data immediately. Okay, look. You just came out and said it, Aldia, no. This is what we do. This is why we're here on the internet. This is the place in the community that I want us to fill. We have to be honest, and maybe that's why. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I mean, I will say this. I Okay, yes, correct. Yes, like, <laughs> let's just, okay, yes, no, you're not wrong. But you did just come out and say Yeah, it. I did. Um. So, no, I mean, I agree with you. We have had problems in this game, let's be real, <laughs> about how... And, and they're not, like, here's the thing, not even problems. The thing is, if no. you're making a game that appeals to a wide range of ages, if you are making a game in which you form deep, meaningful feelings mm -hmm. for NPCs, characters, you're taking long journeys, adults playing a game are going to adult. Like, we just yeah. all know this, right? That's it. So, I mean, they've had problems with underage modding. They have had problems with things like this. I've seen even, I think, because of a lot of that, although, again, that Rain Shiva fight, why they put that in when they're dealing yeah, with well, this, yeah. oh, there's a problem there, but... Like, it's one of those things where, to me, you know that you're going to be making merch. You know that people are going to be making art. You know that all this stuff, right? Um, not just to mention that I think, like, from a combat standpoint yeah. and whatever else, like, probably just I think having an adult cast is maybe a little yeah. bit more solid. But I think, too, he is a dragon. And I've yeah. seen a lot of the community talking about the fact that I think because of some of these past experiences or negative aspects... There has been a lot of criticism even from players, which I was kind of surprised by, yeah. about the fact that they feel like anyone at this point that wants to make him an object of a more adult gaze, like, is wrong and bad because he mm. was presented as a child at first and all this stuff. And yeah. there are real discussions to be had about a lot of that. Um, in this particular case, I feel like... He has always been a thousand, thousand, thousand <laughs> yeah. year old dragon. He's been many thousands of years old. And he is making magical constructs to fit through a tiny interdimensional hole. Mm -hmm. So there's, again, we get into like weird fantasy time. Yeah. But as always, our real world debates, discussions, issues, and the way that communities respond to characters is relevant and is important. Mm -hmm. um, so to age him up, I think in all, age him up as far as a visual mm -hmm. stand in for him. I do think is a good move. And I mean, again, we yeah. have to remember the sentient lifespan and creature behind all of this, which is yeah. a very different beast than an actual child. <laughs> yeah. And remember, I it's did... a video game in development. Oh, go ahead. I, was gonna say, I did not mean for my question to go. Oh, no. <laughs> it's just, I, I've seen a little bit of talk about it. So I've, I've wanted to talk about it, you know. And of course, there's the completely utilitarian view. 
how are you going to make that child do combat, right? We needed a trust. Oh. They're not going to do oh, that on gosh. that model. No way. That rig is probably going to break if it does any animations that are in the game. So they didn't have to re-rig a child. Yep. I, that, that's a big part of it. Like, we're talking about all these, you know, good other ways to think about it. Yeah, it might also be that that rig would literally turn inside out if it tried to do, I don't know, intervention. You know what I mean? Like, it's just going to blow up. <laughs> I, I don't want to continue this, but also I want to mention uh -huh. JRPG classic yeah. main character, 16 years old. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, like, yeah. what's the big deal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's something that we've seen more and more over time. I think there's so many interesting discussions around this. We could do right. like, a whole other podcast, especially Absolutely. about Japanese media tropes mm -hmm. and the idea of younger protagonists, whether that be that perhaps many of these games and stuff initially were marketed to a younger yeah. audience, children or younger audience, or just be it various other tropes and I mean, mm -hmm. let's just be completely honest, fetishization of various yeah. things. Um, there's a lot that goes into this, right? Yeah. So it is a very complex sort of thing. Um, but it's something where like that it is, again, good discussions to have. Yeah. Because as Chats even pointed out, there's a huge trope in anime that like a character is dealing with stuff. You think in your mind, you're like, they must be a college student. They're like, I'm Years old. Yeah. Or you see someone that's like being just in, a, in such an object of, of um, fan service in a mm -hmm. show, and they're like, I'm 10,000 years old, but I'm in a 10 year old's body. And you're like, mm -hmm. oh, um, uh, I mean, yeah, look, sure, okay, yeah. Can we make moral arguments? Probably. Yeah. Can, is there philo like, is there philosophical stuff we can discuss with this? Sure, but mm, again, like, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot. I immediately oh. thought of a meme. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I was okay. just going to say, I immediately thought of a meme, and it's Padman, and it's Anakin, and it's, you know, I'm a third year. High school, right? High school, right? Because that's <laughs> the same, right? It's just, you never know because of the way that these characters are presented. And, you know, I would guess it's a lot of utilitarian and a little bit of the more moral societal stuff. So, if that rankles you, just know that Varshan trying to wield a sword as that child probably would have not worked. So Practically, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not okay. even a little bit. Felt Court of Troya looks really pretty, and Varshan yeah. is an adult now. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> there's going to be a new trial, as we mentioned earlier. We don't know what it is. Question mark. Maybe Cognazzo or... Yeah. It would be nuts to get two of them in one go. Yeah, that would kind of uh, point to me that the void is not what we think it is. Like it, it, it you know what I mean? Because we have taken out what we presume to be two of the generals of the four of them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So mm, I don't know. I um just now was like kind of reminds me of Ivalice. We fight all these like monstrous creatures, which were just mm -hmm. actual people that got transformed yeah. and yeah these monsters were yeah. at one point actual people and it's the same reason it's the same reason because in tactics you are transformed because of kind of somewhat the void in these these stones that you had right and yes. it is almost that's why we have kukulain like yeah. yeah exactly kukulain and that, mm -hmm. that group of heroes that we know of in the 13th were zodiac heroes yep and same in evilly so it's Yep. It's an interesting parallel. Mm. Mm -hmm. 
Someone in chat uh, earlier mentioned, um, when I was streaming earlier, mentioned that apparently, and I need to actually look this up to see if I can find the like text source on this, but apparently mm -hmm. there was some kind of mention before about the void or the 13th using Orosite as like yeah. a vehicle yes. for alternative forms and stuff like that. So I am very curious about the void and what the Fell Court of Troya will reveal to us or mm -hmm. um, these fights. Oh my gosh, I've had so many sirens. To no, no. Here goes another one. Um, <laughs> it's just because, you know, things are getting real with 6.2. Yeah. Um, but it's we've seen so many possible connotations that the Void, we think of it as a ruined world. But I'm so curious. We know Void Scent have a very different nature than Sin Eaters. Mm -hmm. We know that they at least show some kind of intelligence, personality, right. communication, hierarchy. So is it possible that this world is not it was destroyed from what it once mm -hmm. was, but that it has become something else? Is there yeah. anything that is worth preserving in that world? Is it all truly evil? Is it right. all truly... Is darkness in and of itself, again, something that has warped them so much that they are truly monsters? Or is there something else at play with this? We don't know. But I think that these generals, this dungeon, and the trials will probably give us more information on that. Right. You know, the... Uh... Technically, you know, the senators were forces of stasis and void, you know, and and void sense should be agents of change and, and chaos and, and, you know, just mutable beings. So it would be an interesting idea in the story to really focus on that, you know. Bye, Zen. Bye forever. She, I think Zen's gone. fishing for a lore book. That's I my think guess. she might lore be. Book fishing. Yeah. <laughs> Live yeah, lore book fishing. <laughs> I uh, I looked for it on the internet, and in the internet yeah, I don't know. Like, I I really hope that we get there and we see that yes, they have formed a society. It is not a great one, you know. It is all about might and and maybe who has what little energy is left there. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I guess I don't know. I I really feel like we're heading towards a swerve. And I can't wait for it. So the thing that yeah. um, Brooke mm -hmm. brought up uh, and we've been talking about with Kukulane. Yeah. Uh, one theory places the Void's formation in the hands of champions such as Kukulane, who wielded a stone known as Orosite to conquer mm -hmm. their plane's primals. The weapon, however, possessed a fatal imperfection, a propensity to bleed primal energies. With each victory, the heroes changed, transforming in uh, at last into fiends of endless appetite. Uh, so what happened is they turned into void, what we call Void Scent now. They mm -hmm. ate all of the Aether in their world, and that is what formed the Void. At least yeah. according to this particular theory. Yes, whoever you, in fiction wrote that. Yes. If you want to um, find this particular tidbit, because there is a little bit more, it is on page 300 in the first volume of the Eorzean Encyclopedia under Kukulane. Mm-hmm. That would also explain a bit of the, we know that the Four Fiends have these elemental aspects, right? Mm -hmm. And that they wield some kind of elemental power. So even though they are technically void scent, which would be corrupted by or consumed by darkness or umbral energy, mm -hmm. um, they still seem to wield the power over certain aspects and elements of other energy types that would exist in the world. Right. So yeah, are they, you know, 
did they make the world like this on purpose? Are they, uh, you know, possibly capable of rebalancing mm -hmm. it or using those powers? How does this relate even to guardian forces or the idea right. of those like ancient transformations? Um, is that a more balanced transformation versus being ethereal effect, ethereally affected because of mm -hmm. the nature of our own split, you know, shattered How compositions? Relate to Hemitheos from exactly. You know, yeah, I, I don't know. There's so much. Just like before Shadowbringers, when we started to learn a lot about the world, there is the same amount of just what left, right? Like, there's so much left that we don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I can't wait to see it. And I can't wait to see how Elidibus and him itself were behind it. Because they put in that fatal flaw, and you know it, right? Like, that's what they were trying to do. And they said that they were overzealous and they destroyed the 13th. I want to see their mistake. I can't wait. Yes. Yes. Speaking of which, mm -hmm. our, next, uh, our next topic is uh, the new raid. Yes. Abyssos. Yes, Pandemonium Abyssos and Abyssos Savage. As uh, they've told us before, the regular one's going to come out with 6.2 on the 23rd, and then Savage will come out a week later to give everybody time to collect uh, gear, basically. They're realizing how uh, prevalent the world first races are becoming even even in just regular savage tears and so they're like all right you know take a breather collect your gear actually look at the story don't skip it it's there for your enjoyment too so they've moved it back uh, a week and they've done this in the past as well mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they've talked a little bit about the fact that apparently these raids are very relevant to the world and or mm -hmm. other stuff that's happening in the patches um, and that the, I think they even said with the live letter that this next portion was going to be a little bit beefier in the lore story component because it went by pretty quick in the mm. first one. Um, and the fact that it's called Abyssos is yeah. very interesting with all the other void stuff that we have going on. Mm -hmm. And just like you were pointing out, the, um, discoveries or possible bizarre fusions with Hemitheos yeah. and or this other teaser that we got from the trailer with that woman that seemed like an ancient that had like merged possibly with another being. Right. Um, there, there are some interesting stuff here and what they showed off the proto carbuncle and other yeah. things with this particular portion look really exciting. I'm looking forward to having a week, honestly, because I think um, I always hate having to blast through the story. I really want to mm -hmm. enjoy it and prepare for it and get my eyes on the normal version. So I think this will be fun. Yeah, it will be interesting balance-wise because of that extra week of tomes. Um, there's a little bit of talk about that. And, uh, you know, they've said, hey, we're trying this out because it could make it a little bit easier than we intended because they did not rebalance it because of that. Well, that, um, that you know, said, they they're trying to see. Said this tier is going to be more difficult. Yes. So we'll have to see how it kind of shakes out. Um, but either way, that gear is amazing looking, just in general. Like, we got a couple of pictures of it. Oh, my goodness. Yes, okay, sure, it's a, it's a caster robe. There's always going to be a robe. People were complaining about it. I'm a caster. I don't get why you're complaining about it. Like, you know what we're going to get, even though I complain about books. But that's because I want that <laughs> to change. Um, but, like, the, the VFX on the outfits is kind of new like we don't have a lot of gear with that it's very dare i say wow-esque in an interesting 14 way um and and i for one enjoy it but I, i'm gonna it's gonna be interesting to see and it will also be interesting to see the fallout of 
this is a very aspirational gear set. There's a lot of people who don't do Savage. That always is a pain point in an MMO, right? Having the aspirational content that people don't think they can do makes them get upset. And then it makes the people who do the content go, shut up. And then there's a fight already. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I mean, one very nice thing about 14 in those regards is mm -hmm. that over time, that gear will become accessible exactly. for you to get. And I mean, of course, you'll have to wait. And a lot of times it's frustrating when you see everybody yeah. else wearing it and you're excited and you really want it. But I mean, it is always something that becomes acquirable. And there was mm -hmm. some discussion initially about whether or not that special effect gear set actually came from the Savage version. Um, right. It seems like at this point, yes, it's been pretty confirmed that it is the, the Savage yeah. Raid set. Mm -hmm. uh but it is beautiful i mean yeah. i get a lot of sense of it um even like some of the chain stuff and things feels very much yes. like their form but then some of the fire maybe more to la habrea and mm -hmm. of course the debate still rages on about Phoenix. whether or not eric might be yeah. our la habrea or not you know or if it really is his dad um which even more so got confirmed with this image that they showed uh yeah. which looks to be la habrea the old one looking yeah. down in his hand at what would be um one of the memory crystals yes. for the seat of la habrea but as we know at least via lore um the crystals that we know of that we inherited or passed on in the actual story were supposedly made post sundering yeah so was this something that already existed was this a almost like a job stone they passed mm -hmm. down throughout the seat was this um we don't know and it's a different color than the current la habrea's stone the current right. la habrea stone was blue i think and this one is red so there's some interesting yeah. little things there we don't know what's happening is it a right. concept crystal we don't know it's interesting right uh yeah. oh the gear um no oh, yeah I I was like, I'll be the negative one this time. No, um, it's just not really my like. I think the fire yeah. and the the purple thing is cool, but it's not really my. It's not my aesthetic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it looks very much like to me. It looks very much like the gear that we got from Crystal Con Crystal and Conflict this time, which is it's cool. I'll probably never wear it. Um, mm. But you know what? I like to reserve complete opinions on gear until i put it on my body right because once it once you put it on it's different yeah. right and how it dies can really change mm -hmm. it yeah the That's only true. thing that i am like about is it looks to me like the special effect won't die which would be pretty par for the course for yeah. a lot of stuff so that some of them will have purple effect and some of them will have red effect. And that's just like it. Like if you liked the red effect more, you can't have that on mm -hmm. your gear if you're not the right class. Yep. So, I mean, we'll see. Maybe it will die with the rest, which would be ideal to me. But yeah. um, I, I love when they put special effect gear in. I just wish we had more die channels because sometimes yeah. you just, it's like that effect mishmashes with what you want or you just want like the purple version or you want, you know, so we'll see, but I am glad they're doing it because honestly, I do think that if you want to keep encouraging your player base to do those stepping stones, to so do, you know, extremes, to do savage, to do ultimate, you have to do, like, put something there that is shiny and people mm -hmm. want to work towards and people feel prestige for earning. So yeah. the gear sets have always been beautiful, but I think giving them a special effect does make this feel like even more of a stepping stone to something like ultimates where you get those right. really shiny weapons. And, you know, we'll, we'll see how the reception is because this always makes me think of the back and forth like that i said before of people who don't do it versus people who do 
and you know like well they have to put something that people want in it and then the other side goes well they would do it anyway they just want to do it for for you know the numbers or or the p word that we can't say um you know well there's a few p words that i shouldn't say but parse you know what i mean like that it is that back and forth which has already started a little bit so i i just wonder how that's going to go over and if they will adjust because of it because to me i don't think they need to but we'll see so new unreal trial it's sephiroth we're gonna get punched into the dirt hey there's two dirt guys yeah true two dirt guys one thing i thought was interesting about sephiroth was Mm -hmm. that during the live letter yoshida-san said um, Sephiroth was a tipping point for us in encounter design. Sephiroth was the hardest that we made, and from there, we tuned it back when it came to stuff like Trials, which was surprising to me, because Sephiroth's the first of that set, and mm-hmm. the one that everybody seemed to just suffer from the most was Zervin. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I was really surprised to hear that. But I will say that I do think the Warring Triad does feel like as a whole it was a tipping point for at mm-hmm. least our just base level and even extreme level trials. Um, I think you can feel that because since then, like the diversity of mechanics that were in those fights, the level of difficulty at the introduction of them, right, when you everybody was mm-hmm. running min-eye level and stuff... Um, it definitely feels like it was a step harder. Again, all of this is relative. There may be fights beyond that that were harder for others for whatever mm-hmm. reason. But I think the complexity of those fights, I can see how it was. But I was surprised that Yoshida-san specifically pointed out that Sephiroth was the turning point. Interesting, yeah. Of those was three. It, was it Thornton that was before Sephiroth? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. I, and maybe maybe it was the team slash black mage we had at the time, but uh, yeah, I called mm-hmm. you out. You know who you are. Maybe if you ever listen to, <laughs> um, I felt like Thornton was more difficult than Sephiroth. Yeah, but that's just me. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, they actually, they I don't remember if you said this already, but they said they tuned it down a little, so it might be a little bit easier than the initial one, which I guess that's nice. Yeah, I mean. It it is interesting where they place the unreals as far as difficulty, um, because you know we've we've done all of them to this point, and I think that I would classify probably the current one Ultima as the hardest, maybe Leviathan. Uh, I didn't do that one, so that's why. Well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, Ultima, I would say Leviathan's yeah, technically Ultima. harder. It's hard, but it's very, like, oh, no, I'm dead. You're up, you're up, you're it's, up, we're fine. Yeah, yeah, that's the difference. If you don't have a lot of raises, then maybe it's harder, yeah. <laughs> you're yeah, like, yeah, it's... that's right. The raises. I'm just, just going to stare into the distance. This is, this is a conversation we've had a lot. <laughs> no, no, I'm just staring into <laughs> so the sorry, distance. I'm so sorry, Summoner Aldino. Um, it's fine. It does seem like they don't want these to be too... It's so interesting because when they first did this, it felt like this was probably something they were putting in to appease particularly uh, endgame raiders that might not have other content during mm-hmm. certain things to be able to go back, revisit, rework. Also just a, a nice thing to be able to rerun or touch on if you yourself had never done them when they were current to get more of a sense of those fights. But it 
feels like maybe more they they are trying to tune it towards something that is more manageable, weekly repeatable, right? Where it's something that you can add into your weekly schedule of things to do, and it might appeal a little bit to a lot of people and not fully satisfy whatever group, but it is not going to be an absolute beast to just try and get your one clear a week, mm -hmm. like on par with Savage rating, you know? Um, although, of course, groups get that down and it's, you know, not a terrible, terrible thing to do. But... It feels like they're trying to balance around that, which I both like and don't like because the Warring Triad were my favorite and I wanted to hurt again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. What do we got? What do we got? We got uh, duty support for Snowcloak, Keeper of the Lake, so I'm all airy and vault. So the big chunk of quests right at the beginning of... No, that's not beginning. That's all over the place. Yeah. Anyway, there's a bunch from Heavensward ish time. Mm -hmm. So they're they're continuing to add those, which is nice. Yeah, um, it's very it's very disappointing to get to the end of Realm Reborn and be like, and that's all I can do. Okay, right. Seeing Harshafont in the in the vault in the trailer was a thing. I'm like, okay, well, they're doing it. That's cool. Um, <laughs> it's gonna hurt. That's fine. That's a okay. It's gonna hurt so bad. Mm-hmm. And Isail, they have her... I yeah. love this detail, actually. She can flex, I think. What is it? Both as a... It's tank... Tank DPS? Tank healer? Yeah, I, I think... Tank DPS? I, I think it's tank DPS. That you I meant think. she was right? gonna, like, arm bend. Yeah, she emotes the flex. Yeah. yeah. That too, I, maybe. I love that, though, because her fight as Shiva, she uses the different weapon sets. Mm -hmm. So the fact that she would have multiple different things that she uses, and they probably looked at those kinds of classes that Shiva does, um, I thought was really yeah. cool. So that's great, and I can't wait for that to also emotionally devastate me. And mm -hmm. then they mentioned with this, too, that some of these are like very reworked. Uh, for example, yeah. I think they talked about Somal and the fact that Asinian's technically there when you're fighting the last boss now, right? With mm -hmm. Somal, it, wait, no, it's the Airy. It's the Airy. Yeah, yeah, Thank yeah. You. Um, he's technically there with the Airy at the end, um, and he has the thing that he does and the shield that he does and the yeah. eye power. And so they talked about the fact that some of these had been dramatically reworked and or may even have additional cutscenes in them yeah. to give moments that players have been wanting or feeling like would have happened in these dungeons if those characters were with them. So uh, that's something to keep in mind. Kind of a cool mm -hmm. detail. You know, you know something that pisses me off. Not really. Um, <laughs> I, I hear people all the time, and even some of our guests on the on the show have been like, ah, Stinian, I didn't really care for that character, and I thought that his sudden um, change to becoming a scion was strange and, and mm -hmm. unprecedented, like, like, didn't see it coming, didn't make sense. And I'm like, no, it totally did. So I hope they, they put in more of these little cutscenes where it's like, no, Stinian's been hanging out for a while, and he kind of likes this, and he's a pretty cool guy, and look at all his character development. There's so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think what's tough is that we had a different writer then, right? Yeah. And so to me, I feel like, although obviously the team has been involved in many levels right. for a long time, right? It's not like um, we just had uh, Ishikawa-san come out of nowhere. But um, at the time, the lead writer was different, and it lent a very different air to Heaven Sword, which I love. I think you get that great kind of gothic, I don't know, hierarchy, high fantasy, nobility mm -hmm. houses feeling from it, which is what makes it just so memorable. But 
I can only imagine that if Ishikawa had had like a whole portion with Astinian, we would have gotten an entire cutscene with him tearfully telling us about how his family was completely obliterated and yeah. she would have made it hurt so bad that all of his you know, we get we get that in the story, yeah. but I think her emotional nuance of communicating characters would have made his gruffness, his standoffishness, his vendetta against the dragons probably sell better to people from an emotional standpoint. As it is, I can understand why people maybe felt a little distant from him because he is mm -hmm. so, you know, he's so antagonistic. He is so focused on killing, you know, and, and perpetuating mm -hmm. this war and getting vengeance. And so sometimes I can see why, but I agree, Zen. I think that this gives an opportunity for them to bring some of that nuance and and give him some of these moments in these incredibly pivotal, uh, pivotal journey moments mm -hmm. in these dungeons that I think um, will give you a sense of fighting alongside him as a compatriot much earlier on. That's uh, That said, like, if you don't like Asinian, I forgive you. It's your opinion. <laughs> You're allowed to have it. I'm not going to take it away from you, but... You know, maybe just maybe just give him a second look. Maybe change your mind. Mm -hmm. I'm here for it. He's a he's a he's a stinky dumb boy who needs to take a bath, and he did, and now he's okay and he's friendly. It's fine. There you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, the other things that are being changed are steps of faith is being made into a solo quest. I mm. don't like this. I'm just gonna put that out there. I just don't I think, like it. It's unnecessary. I think that. If they do, and it kind of looks like it, we saw a couple of screenshots or segments of the trailer. If they do what they did with Cape Westwind, then it's going to end up better than it was. Okay. It's mean, hard to tell a story when there's so much going on, right? I guess. If it's more I, fun, fine. Yeah. I'll give it to you. And like Charles said, they they have remade all those, uh, that section of the end of Roman yeah. Born, uh initial storyline. And it, it's it's good. Cape Westwind is great. But I just, they already made yeah. Steps of Faith, like, brain dead easy. It was actually difficult to start. Now it's easy. You don't yeah. even really have to use the cannons. You just damage the thing and you kill it before you get to the end. I uh, think it's that... Not, it's yeah. not interesting, maybe? Yeah. Because you don't have to do the cool mechanics. You don't really have to do use the mm -hmm. cannons or use the uh, the big, like spike thing i don't even know what that is yeah to, to beat it so the dragonator so i'll dial it back i'll dial it back if they make it a more interesting well, fight that's fine that's cool that's great i just don't think it's necessary yeah. i i think that as we get more and more expansions they realize that some of these outlier dungeons trials things like that are just going to confuse people who are new and nobody will be there to help yeah. them In China, right and they're just going to be yeah and chat, there's, <laughs> that's what I was saying. They didn't even know the cannons were there until a couple months ago. Yeah, because it's just such a break from yeah, what you're used to, right? And so maybe they're just smoothing that out. Yeah. You know, they can they can backload all of that more interesting kind of weird content towards the end and then keep the, the way, at least the critical path through the story, smooth, right? And I think that's mm -hmm. probably what they're doing. Right. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Zen, in that I'm a little sad to see it go because I've talked about it before on the right. podcast, but I like that they tried to do something different with the format of this fight, with the arena mm -hmm. of this fight. The scale of the dragon is phenomenal. The idea that you're yep. rushing out with everyone to defend the last, I mean, the final steps of faith, right? The last steps 
um, in this desperate bid to protect the city, whether or not the city really deserves protection for all they've yeah. done, right? There, there's a lot of great stuff with that. And I think I did end up on the side of it, kind of like you said, where I'll be sad to see it go as a duty I, in, in a way. But I do also agree that I think these cinematic story beats within it will be much easier managed, told, and done in an instance. If they can direct, I hope they don't cut all the cannons and everything because I do think that adds a cool level. But it's so hard to indicate that to players who in all other trial formats don't have to do that stuff and don't understand why you have to do it. In more of like a solo duty instance, you can have really overt cues from the NPCs. Right. You can be running alongside compatriots up the towers. You can be doing that kind of stuff and have this really cinematic experience. And in the little image they showed, you're actually fighting alongside Ida and Papa Luma, mm -hmm. which I also was yep. kind of going, what? They can twist that knife a little bit more, yeah. I mean, I would love it too, even, they didn't show her in this, but yeah. Hilda, oh my yeah. gosh, like, do something with Hilda in this, or again, I think this offers them some great opportunities, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I really like that. Do you like Hilda? Only a little, yeah. Just a little bit. Don't fib. <laughs> For a second, I thought you were going to say, I don't like her, and I was going to be like, well, I don't like you, Hilda. That's like the favorite. <laughs> yeah, no, Hilda's awesome. Yeah, Absolutely Hilda's awesome. So cool. the, she uh, always felt... Oh, sorry. Mm -hmm. No, no, go ahead. I was gonna say, she always felt like a slightly underutilized character yeah. in Heaven's Word to me. And her story and the whole idea of half-elves, half-elizen. I've been on the first for too long. Um, it's it's just compelling, and where they would be in society, exactly where she was. You know what I mean? Uh, it's just an interesting story that they didn't harp on, but Heavensward had that Game of Thrones feel, so that sort of disenfranchised, you know, castaway, maybe noble. She doesn't seem to be, but she may. Be, you know what I mean? Like that's just a compelling story. Yeah, agreed. Oh, she's cool. I've... So yeah, she's cool. I found the quote that actually was about, from Yoshida about oh, yeah. the rework of some of these dungeons, and I, th I just thought okay. it was good. So oh, yeah. um, he just says, at least the translation that I'm looking at, during the Heavensward story, you are often traveling as a light party. There were scenes that players wanted to experience together with the NPCs, and some of these improvements might allow for those moments. So... Might. Yeah, might. That might means allow. yes. <laughs> when it comes you know from Yoshi P. See? You know what I want to see? What is that? More interaction between Estinian and Isale. Those oh are boy, some of yeah. The most interesting interactions. We got like three. Not mm -hmm. enough. Not enough. It doesn't it doesn't even have to be OTP, even though it's on my list a little bit. Ugh. Yeah. Okay, the other Poor thing is. Yeah. I have a lot of OTPs with the Stinian. <laughs> not, not, not least of which is new Varshan. Uh, uh. <laughs> but I also ship with the old Varshan. And I mean look, Emmerich's so cute. And Isale. They're just all good. They're just yeah. all good. They're just all good. Many pretty tall <laughs> OTPs. So the other mm -hmm. thing they're changing is Thorn March. Uh, yeah. How did they say they were changing this? The the normal version is staying and the Savage yeah. is changing or the or vice versa? It's reversed. So yeah, reversed. the normal version is, Yoshida-san says, it will feel extremely straightforward and easier than before. Um, and then he says extreme is not changed, only normal. Yeah. Okay. It's just smoothing out that critical mm -hmm. path, you know, mm -hmm. that you had to do normal. <laughs> they already did a little a little bit of tweaking, so you can't just yeah. die up die white immediately to killing things too quickly because yeah. players don't know that that's not how the fight works, which I thought was nice. Mm -hmm. But 
Uh, apparently, this is going to be like a big rework. Like we won't recognize yeah. the fight type rework, and I'm actually excited for this one. <laughs> right. They could do some really fun stuff there, right? Because a lot of it, when you first go into it, you're like, wait, what? What do I do? Who do I not hit? What do I? What? I don't know what's happening. And with it being a little bit more straightforward, you have time to absorb the funny things that are going on. You know what I mean? And look at what they're hitting you with, which is a lot of times some of the fun looking at what is that? It's a Mog version of what? Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, like it's cool. All right. Um, they mm-hmm. are doing job adjustments. But yeah. they're going to be itty bitty ones. They're not doing the like major overhauls they mentioned before. And they're going to change how they present job adjustments to us mm-hmm. from here on out. Uh, I this. think oh, they're mm-hmm. going to say there were job adjustments in the patch notes. And then it's going to link to their guide page for each mm-hmm. job. And then on that job page, it'll tell you what the adjustments are. Yeah. And they're going to talk about what their intentions are. And I think that that's. That's a very important word that they used, intentions, right? Yes. Why this they're is, doing it. Yeah, and what is the outcome that they're hoping to get? And that that is the biggest insight to the team that you could possibly get. Because, okay. yeah, we, whatever the, the change is, we can then kind of reverse engineer why they did it. And a lot of times we're wrong. Like, we don't know what they really by <laughs> busy. They say jobs are busy. What exactly do you mean? Do you mean there's too many buttons? There's too many buttons along the critical path of the, you know, uh, rotation. There's too many OGCDs. What do you mean? So I, I can't wait to start seeing some of these to say, oh, we wanted to do this because they were ahead or behind or it didn't feel good. And then we as a community can go, oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, that makes sense. Or, well, we disagree with that and give constructive feedback about why we do <laughs> disagree with that. It's... I don't know. It, it is my favorite part of these patch notes, and there's a lot of good stuff, but you know me. <laughs> of course I like this. This is crucial, though. Yes. I mean, I don't know. You're right. This is them extending a, a branch of trust to us mm-hmm. again, because... Thank God. Yeah. I know. But, I mean, honestly, people have to remember that in the past, I think they sometimes did go a little bit more into mm-hmm. some explanation. And then eventually, because of the communities just... Yeah monumental responses they stopped giving us like advanced previews into things they stopped Mm -hmm. giving us more details about you know the actual balance changes that were happening they stopped confirming or commenting on pretty much anything pertaining to balance they there was a reason for that so as players in the community i mean i think they have seen the benefits of positive communication and interactions, right? Things like the live letter are already such a huge thing in the MMO space that Mm -hmm. many other games don't have. Um, Things like, you know, the community team getting more actively involved, things like these community tournaments that Mm -hmm. are running, things like there's a lot of stuff here where we're starting to see bit by bit, slowly but surely, as Square Enix oftentimes does, um, a bit of an opening, a bit of an opening of the doors, the communication Mm -hmm. avenues. So. Yes, let me just second Aldino here. Do not, please, do not be one of those people that sends death threats. Do not be one of those people that starts 50 Reddit threads because one thing has been explained and you don't agree with it and you're just, you know, doing nothing constructive and just trying to incite other people into a hateful storm Mm -hmm. because of this. Um, Use this as 
like you were saying, an insight into the developer process. And it's okay to disagree with it. Absolutely. If you do, by all means, put information, say, thank you so much for providing some insight on this. I understand that what you're going for might be this, this, or this, but you know, from a playing perspective, here's some information on the forums, you know, give that kind of feedback, yeah. you know, say, I don't know if this actually works and this is why, but where that's actionable feedback for developers, mm -hmm. Where we start to lose this communication again is when people are just losing and like, you're dumb and stupid and this whole game is <laughs> idiots and I'm going to come find you and kill you. Like, <laughs> yeah, no! Come on now. <laughs> that happens. No. I, I yeah. think yeah. that everybody hearing this is going, what? That's insane. It is insane. Yeah, I hope I'm that. glad you have that opinion. I have a question for you guys. Uh-huh. You remember the movie Bambi? Yeah. If you can't say something nice, don't <laughs> say nothing at all. <laughs> if only. Oh, if opinion, only. But present it kindly. Right. Huh. Anyway. So it'll be it'll be cool just to see what what they say in general. Like I, we don't know what minor adjustments to several jobs are coming in this patch, but we will know why mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when we get them, which is going to be amazing, honestly. Yes, and they talked a little bit during the live letter. Yeah. Like the, they didn't talk again about each individual class, mm -hmm. but they talked a bit about the idea of critical and direct hit adjustments. Yes. Apparently there were some party buffs that weren't applying. Like you would have this party buff, but these abilities that had some kind of crit, you know, um, a... direct hit boost. Yeah. We have a section mm -hmm. just for that. Oh, that comes later. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, we're but... good then. Yeah, no, it's it's just almost, we can hop down there. to it. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're almost but, there. Yeah. So what what that is is um basically samurai warrior. Uh I believe there's at least one more. I can't remember. But there's a couple of situations in which you automatically crit direct hit. And because bonuses to the rate of that doesn't matter because you automatically get it, they were a little bit at the edges of the meta if, if you're into that. People were saying that, yes, that means that you don't get as much benefit from those buffs because you don't. You get zero benefit because what's 10% more or 100%. So now they're going to have the idea of critical rate bonuses will do more damage with these auto crits and direct hits. So it will change a little bit the idea, especially of Warrior, I believe. That's going to be interesting to see, especially how strong these buffs are, right? Um, so I don't, I don't know. But that's the biggest reason that they're doing that change is if you get a guaranteed critical or direct hit, what the heck does the rate bonus give to you? Who cares, right? Um, so yeah, it's, it's a nice adjustment but we'll have to see how much it you know how much more i don't know okay. scroll down with me if you will friends to yeah. pvp updates yeah we'll go from there in the detailed sections yeah. <clears throat> if you want to follow along at home you can find this article on gamerscape.com mm -hmm. <laughs> all right they're going to be adjustments to pvp actions what they are i don't know if we know oh thank you rook you're welcome. I posted the link mm -hmm. in the chat for those watching live. Yep. Hidden Gorge will return, which is, uh, you know, a PvP mode that we forgot about because Crystal <laughs> Conflict is so good. <laughs> That's mean. I'm sorry. I don't mean it. <laughs> oh, no. I'm curious. Did they mention if they are adjusting Hidden Gorge to base around the changes and overhaul? I'm guessing uh, that's why it was gone, maybe, but maybe not. Yeah, they... They mentioned that there will be some changes, if I remember correctly. I'd have to find exactly where. So I'll, I'll look for that right now. Okay. 
Um, the series two will begin. As we mentioned, series one is ending. What does that mean? Series two is going to start. <laughs> uh, the uh, rewards will be updated, clearly. Uh, series one rewards can still be claimed up until the end of series two, as we've mentioned a couple times. Um, and then season three of Crystalline Conflict begins. I'm a little bummed that they <laughs> they did this this way. Why can't you have series and seasons of the same numbers? Why you got confused me like this? But I guess that's fine. Oh, yeah. The adjustment to the Crystalline Conflict ranked matches from season three uh, will be to encourage everyone to give their all in matches. And what those adjustments are is that up to a certain point, you won't uh, fall back down. But once yeah. you hit the, let's see, once you diamond, hit diamond and crystal, you will be able to fall back down to platinum and diamond. Yeah. From those. Uh, which I, it's, I guess that's good. You don't want to get to the end and then just not care. I guess maybe they were having issues where, oh, I'm already capped. Mm-hmm. You know, all I have to do, queue, do is queue and I don't have to help anymore. You do. Yeah. That yeah. and people who got lucky and got all the way to crystal and then got stuck there, which is a bad experience for that person who doesn't really, is not really in that bracket, but also the people they're playing with who are like, uh, it, it just reduces a little bit of friction. Like that rank demotion is, I mean, it's a staple to most PVP games in general uh, because of that reason. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think this will, from what I've heard from the communities and what I've been shoutcasting, this is something that mm-hmm. was much requested from yeah. PvP. Because there is a sense that I don't like to personally jump to this assumption right off the bat. I mean, I think that even as it was, you did still have to, for the vast majority mm-hmm. of the time, put in some effort and show some, you know, show some comprehension of the game mode to even make it up to Crystal. That's not to say that there weren't outliers that, yes, got yes, yep. a win streak or had a really lucky time or had a... Um, and then they were up there and, you know, that effect could be felt. Um, I just think that sometimes it's used as a way to just disparage people yes. or like turn blame away from yourself mm-hmm. rather than analyzing your own gameplay. Um, but with that to be said, this was something that was requested. And I do think that it incentivizes players to um, be a bit more active at the top and stay. I don't know. Did they mention there was going to be like a decay where if you are at those top ranks and you don't play for like a week or something, it'll decay you down? I don't think um, so. I don't think they, they did. They did say that um, because they are putting the demotion feature in place, everyone's going to be, everybody with a high rank is going to be set down to bronze three with the start of season three. So you're going to mm-hmm. have to rebuild your rank. I, I don't, it doesn't say anything about it other than if you lose a match at the lowest stage, you'll be demoted. Mm. So Yeah. Okay. I think this is, I mean, I think this is a balance a balance, mm-hmm. um, it's a compromise in a sense, yeah. right? That for players who want to feel like they're making progress in a, a ranked mode, maybe even if they haven't tried ranked before, right? And they mm-hmm. want to try and get, you know, some of the, you know, work their way up. I think this is a good way to keep them from getting too frustrated right off the bat because nothing I think feels worse than you're starting out and you're trying to climb out of, I don't know, your bronze or whatever. And then you finally make it up to gold and then you get a bad streak of matches and you're all the way back down again. Yeah. Or like, you know, you're trying to make progress, but it feels like progress is so ephemeral. You can never end up in the actual rank you want to end up in by the end of the season. 
So this gives players still, I think, good stepping stones to build up. But then when you get to the higher competitive brackets, it gives a little something more that keeps that area competitive right. that keeps players working towards it um, and engaging with it as opposed to just climbing up there and being like done and then maybe that was it and maybe you know they really were supposed to be there or not or whatever it is by whatever mm -hmm. metrics you want to judge that by but um, i think this is a good compromise so i i don't think it'll affect things too badly as in fostering really bad feelings for pvp but yeah. um you know there is a potential for frustration as you try to get mm -hmm. to those higher ranks and then slide back because you just have some bad matches and then on the flip side of things, for people who do get up to those high tiers and have a bad run of things and end up in the lower tier when things cut off, you're not going to be considered necessarily in that tier. They're going to look at your highest tier. Mm -hmm. Yes. Your yes. highest crystal credit score achieved during the season. So even yeah. if you, you do have a bad run of things right at the end, you're not screwed. They, they're keeping yes. that in mind. Which is huge. That's so nice. Yeah. Like you'll still get the reward for having reached diamond. That was one thing I always hated about playing other competitive games where it was like, I really want to be here, but if I don't make it in this one window, but I hit yeah, it at some other point. It. Yeah. Yes, it's like, oh, so rough. So that yeah. is really good to see. Uh, they're changing. I... Go ahead. Mm -hmm. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. They're changing how matching is uh, happening. Which mm -hmm. is, is bumming me out a little bit because I like queuing up with my friends, but yeah. I get I get why they're doing it. Yeah, uh, I mean, this, yeah. So it's going to be uh, dynamic adjustments. So I don't have really yeah. any details on that. Yeah, they specifically didn't go into detail so that people couldn't start to plan to how to counteract it. So that's, th that's what Yoshi P said. Like, like I'm not going to gotcha. go into too much detail. For obvious reasons, is what he said. So yeah. they're also going to uh, institute stronger penalties for if you withdraw mid duty or after matching has completed, yeah. which is good. Which is good. Um, yeah. They need to figure out a way to punish people who go in and do nothing because that's the worst. I hate it a lot. Yeah. Even yeah. In, even in unranked, it's like, why are you even here? You're making this not fun for me. That's really yeah. Cool. Like what? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Agreed. I mean. There are a lot of things still to troubleshoot. I am glad that they are, they said they were going to be looking at the rewards even and like mm -hmm. keeping rewards fresh for players, um, which is great. And then obviously new stuff like these higher competitive, the deranking and stuff that you can do. Mm -hmm. um, all of that, I think, are really good changes that are listening directly to feedback. There's still stuff that needs to be adjusted, including just an actual group up as a party mode. Yes. Mm -hmm. But um, I think this does make it so that, I mean, I I am very glad about the enhanced dynamic matching because as I mentioned, I think in our early PvP episodes, I mm. would sometimes be queuing around like the same hour as some other person that was playing and they were someone that I really truly did not want to be paired with for whatever reason, be it their mm. attitude, be it just the fact that they did not seem to gel with any team I was on. And I would continuously get paired with them over yeah. and over and over. And we'd get like, because we were on maybe the same rhythm or then I'd wait a few minutes or then I'd leave and get up and get a snack or I'd come back. But it seemed like I was always getting paired up against the same players and being stuck with a lot of the same players, which then made me not even want to play at certain hours because there was one person on Crystal that I could not being paired with and <laughs> yeah. if i queued at the times that i queued they were always there and it was a plague i could not escape so all of that to say this will help motivate me to queue at mm -hmm. any time that's convenient for me <laughs> and hopefully you know, provide more variable matchups yes 
you know, I'm I'm very sorry that that happened to you, but I also oh, it's kind not of, the end of the world. Yes, <laughs> I, I also kind of enjoyed for maybe like three three or so runs in a row getting a couple of the same people, especially and this is terrible, especially if we were on opposite teams. Maybe not especially, but it was interesting mm-hmm. when we'd be on like if I if I ran with somebody, I was like, oh, they were they were really good. Or if I ran with somebody who uh, I was on opposite team, and I'm like, that person killed the fuck out of me, and then they were on my team, I'd be like, ah, good, I, maybe I'll win this time. Yeah. Vice, vice versa, if they were on my team, I'm like, ah, this person's really good, and then they were on the opposite team next time. I'm like, I'm gonna mark you so that everybody murders you first because I know that you're good. I'm sure some of that will still happen, right? Yeah. I just thought you it was went the much and fun. Oh, no, you went the much nicer route, which is that Zed, I thought you were trying to like very nicely <laughs> phrase like, I loved it because if I was against a team with someone that I knew was bad, then I would win. Every no, time. no, <laughs> no, no. But um, no, I mean, there is a certain level of that, I think, in any in any scene where, you know, you're encountering people and players and you're regularly mm-hmm. playing it, you will encounter those same players at some point. But I think they did need a little more variability. With this being so new and just freshly being so popular, a lot of those changes I think will come with time, hopefully as well for AFKers and things. But this is already a lot of good progress towards, I think, really trying to make a healthy scene and atmosphere for PvP um, and to monopolize a bit or capitalize a bit on the actual momentum that PvP has for the first time in ages. So I'm really happy to see them doing a lot of these. All right, so after PvP, we're going to jump back into Abyssos. We have a couple extra Yeah, because that's what they did, yeah. Yeah. Um, this is this is kind of cool. And every time <laughs> we get we get to this third tier, is it two? No, it's two. Every time yeah, we get to the tier where it's like, is it four books or six books? Well, it's four mm-hmm. books now. <laughs> only, yeah. in, uh, only in Abyssos for, let's see. Mythos yes, 2. Yes, the gear uh, equipped... To the head, hands, and feet will decrease from four or six to four. Yeah. Books. Which is nice. Yeah. That also will accelerate the gear getting. Um, I don't. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see. I don't know if it was necessary, but maybe maybe it was based on their their back end research. Yeah, maybe. It just, it just makes me chuckle because every tier, regardless of how much we talked about it, the previous tier, we're like, is it four or six? <laughs> yeah and it now sucks that it changes yeah yeah like i if this works and their metrics whatever led them to change it says it's good just keep it that way like why what just leave it alone like if it's fine it it is so outside of any like competitiveness it's the fourth or sixth week the race is over by that point in time it's just people who mm-hmm. are actively trying to beat it at whatever skill level they are just leave it at four like why why just what are you doing <laughs> like don't change it back <laughs> it's just for this tier so far yeah like, they're just checking mm-hmm. it out they're not changing anything yeah. from previous uh tiers at all just this one we'll see how yeah. it goes I don't know. and then we're gonna hop into island sanctuary hold on really fast was there anything oh, yeah. else from the list are we gonna hop back later to miscellaneous updates yeah, I'm we're gonna, gonna throw that. that. I was gonna throw that. Yeah, thing. last. Yeah, yeah, perfect. If if we're talking about what they did on the live letter, they did show us Carbuncle. They did get absolutely destroyed by Carbuncle, um, which was funny. Uh, yeah, and so yeah, 
interesting segmentation of the arena mm -hmm. in that one. You have like a spike ring around the outside, and then it yeah. seems like he does some kind of area of denial things on it. and Which makes um, perfect sense to what Carbuncle has been to the series, like making barriers and, and cordoning off the arena. It'll be interesting. Uh, a lot of people are saying, look how small the arena is. And I think yeah. they commented on that as well. And I'm like, cool, we'll see what happens. It'll be fine. Also, yeah. that means that I won't be able to start with a dance. And that annoys me, but that's fine. Yep. That is definitely true. It's way too close looking at it. Way, way too close. Um, All right. So but, what yeah. is Island Sanctuary? We're going to try Land. really hard not to talk about this for the rest of the podcast and then have to do like a two-parter live letter are we i did not agree to this uh, okay this well is... we're not gonna do that thing that i just said <laughs> uh so they actually uh said that they were gonna release this at 6.25 but they moved it up to 6.2 so we're getting it this time on the 23rd this is awesome Woo! yeah uh, they, I guess they started out by showing us just how big the island was. They told us previously how big it is. It's real, real big, guys. Real, very large. Yeah. Uh, it's also beautiful. I think it's gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, the the guy that you talk to to do the tutorial, his name is Neko Mimi-san. So his name <laughs> is Mr. Cat Ears. That's his <laughs> name. I love this. I can't help but wonder if he's like a construct made by Kryle because he yeah. looks like the mammoths that are made yeah. in Charlian to help assist with things, but he has the little cat hood. I don't know. He's super cute. I love him. I have never played Harvest Moon, but I've mm -hmm. been told that this is very Harvest Moon-esque. I believe it. Um I'm going to be honest, I did not watch this part of the live letter, so I am learning from you. That's fine. That's well, fine. I've read this. No. So while Look, you're okay. on the part. island, go ahead. I, I was like, this is the part that we all wanted. This was the, this is the big feature of 6.2. Screw story, screw raids, screw everything. Only island sanctuary. I feel <laughs> exactly the same. You're saying exactly what I'm thinking. So you okay. go ahead and you talk about this because I know exactly everything that you know as well about Perfect. this. Totally. Um, yeah. yeah, you know I don't I'm like convinced. when my friends lie to me, but <laughs> it's cool. No. I forgive you. You get a pass. <laughs> I want to be honest here. I don't want to say screw all the other stuff because I love the other stuff. Right. But I'm genuinely so pumped for this. I saw a few people who were like, "Oh, I was a little sad they showed so much of the island." And I'm I kind of in that same boat because I did mm. fly around. I kind of wanted to like explore it fresh, but it is huge and it is beautiful and all of the like location the beachfront oh it just looks so good it's gorgeous i can't wait i assume we're not gonna have flying on start maybe we will uh mm. but i can't wait to just sit on that like outside bunch of islands just sit there i like that um this is jumping ahead a teensy bit but you can go to your island sanctuary while you're waiting to queue into things so mm -hmm. dps use your time wisely <laughs> yeah I mean, uh, it's cool that there's an uh, an inventory on the island, so you don't have to put it in your inventory, which is nice. Um, you know, there's a yes. special pouch. Yeah. I feel like it's even more than nice, it's necessary. Yeah, it's yeah. absolutely necessary. I mean, since we don't have, since we know that kind of like, so for those of you who did the reworked Diadem and Ishgardian Restoration... Um, if you went into Diadem, all of the stuff that you could gather there was unique to that zone and to Ishgardian Restoration specifically. So, you know, uh, refining those materials and using them specifically for, you know, various recipes. It was all just exclusive to that. 
Um, and those did not have a separate inventory, and it was a nightmare mm -hmm. for my inventory. But they were thankfully sellable on things like market boards and stuff. But um, to have something like this, since we don't actually have a universal material storage or material bank or anything like that, I think was pretty much absolutely vital since we know there's a lot of crops, there's a lot of gatherables, there's a lot of things on this island. So two thumbs up. Great choice. Yeah. Great choice. So while you're on the island, you will have a faster mount speed and a reduced sprint timer because it is big, as we have mentioned, and you'll be able mm -hmm. to get around faster. Um, so to this, this is where it's a little bit Minecrafty. You to make a house because that's that's something you want to do. To make like your buildings on your island, uh, you have to gather materials to first make your tool, and then you have to use that tool. To gather other things. As Charles mm -hmm. mentioned, uh, there's a special gathering pouch, which is very nice. Um, and you don't need to be a gatherer already. You don't have to have mm -hmm. unlocked a single thing in gathering to do this. This is a different mechanic entirely from gathering in the main world. And mm -hmm. to clarify for the hundredth time, yes. <laughs> because... Again, sometimes we get really excited about things and we don't always understand. When we're saying house, they have made it very clear. You will not be able to use this instance housing. You will not be able to use in-game furnishing on the island. Uh, so just a little heads up as an in-game, as in like acquirable housing, furnishing mm -hmm. items. So just a heads up on that, that the stuff you build and customize on this island is completely separate from the housing system, which is deeply unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> but still going to be fun and cute. Yes, the buildings are more, they seem like they're just more like, what type of island are you making? Are you mm -hmm. making like a farm with spikes on it? I don't know. This, <laughs> these, these are big, giant furnishings more than they are houses. Yeah. Think about it like Domen Enclave, or sorry, like Domen Restoration, Domen Enclave, mm -hmm. but you got to choose what got put into different plots as it got rebuilt. That's kind mm -hmm. of what, I, I, the vibe I'm getting. We don't know if you'll be able to go into these, but assume that we won't because yeah. don't hurt your feelings. Don't hurt your feelings and, <laughs> and be happy and surprised if we can. Uh, you mm -hmm. won't very likely be able to customize them beyond like I pick this skin versus this skin. But again, maybe maybe you can go inside and it's just this skin you picked. Who knows? Oh, I'm, I'm trying not to get your hopes up. I'm really sorry. <laughs> the, they the did say... Oh, sorry. I was say they did say that there were going to be timers on constructing these. Yeah. So um, you might have just been about to say that. But yeah. the first buildings will be instant. They'll be on there. You can use them um, in whatever capacity that that entails. But later ones will take like real hour constructions up to 12 hours. Uh, they're kind of saying to actually build and show up on your island. Man. And you can upgrade. I hate that. Oh, why? It's, it's so mobile gamey. It's so... Oh. You gathered everything you need. Okay, cool. Put the building down. All right, wait 12 hours. Why? What? what for what? I don't know. Right, it's it's just, it's time gating. It, it's it's honestly to make it take a little longer. There's the only, that's the only real reason. And to make you feel that progression. But boy, do I hate that. At least it's not really a mobile game in which you can pay to break that timer. That's where we're not in mobile game. Yeah. But that's... Yeah. That was the first bit of like the when I was reading up on it that I went, I knew they were going to do it and I hate it. But that's fine. You know, it, it really is. It's casual content. Yeah. Go do it. And then tomorrow it'll be ready. Yeah. But I just it I don't is, like it. I think a lot of it depends on 
how these buildings affect yeah. things, right? Does it fundamentally affect your mm -hmm. gameplay on the island? Is it, I saw immediately in the chat, Spellbound referencing World of Warcraft, yeah. uh, garrisons. Ugh. And garrisons were a uh, innovative, but terrible thing mm -hmm. that happened and actually one of the last world of warcraft expansions i played which was warlords of draenor where they gave you kind of like your own command center and it had certain visuals and would kind of upgrade and you had this table much like dragon age inquisition yep. as well like a command table where you could send out these like passive missions also kind of like our retainer missions mm -hmm. um adventures that you can do so this doesn't feel as bad as that to me, right. especially if it is just, you know, oh, it's just a fun little cosmetic building and some cute other yeah. stuff will pop up. You know, I'm like, okay, fine. They, they have to encourage people to do other stuff or do other content. So I guess mm -hmm. like making it so that this building or whatever, you know, takes a little bit, not too bad. But if, yeah, those drastically affect gameplay or if like, you know, there's a mm -hmm. whole bunch of prerequisites, like you have to build this before you can build that, before you could do this, before that could get a little frustrating. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't seem right now like it's going to be anything yeah. super concerning. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I imagine the buildings and stuff will probably give you buffs on the other things that you do on the island. Yeah. Uh, last note on that, uh, mm -hmm. they are upgradable. You will probably want to upgrade them. And if you upgrade them and you don't like how it looks, you can say, uh, rescan to other building. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Which is nice because yeah. you don't always get that. Sometimes you're stuck with the ugly bigger building. Yeah. I know for a fact, I mean, and not a fact because we don't have it yet, but it was talked about uh, in that you can capture, uh, eventually you can capture uh, some mobs, some, you know, I think they said uh, some of the Opa Opas or whatever on the island, but I would anticipate that that is locked behind the building upgrade, which may or may not be instant. So, you have so to keep yeah. Them. Yeah, so that's what it's going to be like. So it would just only unlock things on the island for you, which is good because garrisons were bad because it just bled into your actual gameplay so much that you had to do it even if you didn't want to do it so i think they're doing it the right way this is supremely op optional like you don't need to do it if you don't want to and it's just a fun thing to do on the side so the like timers that. aren't that big a deal yeah yeah and if they are i'm sure feedback will change it yep. you know what i mean mm-hmm uh, like Charles mentioned, there will be a capturing mode. Uh, yep. There appears to be a lot of different modes when you're doing this. You yeah. have to like, change between the things, the setting that you're telling your character to do. So there's capturing mode, which is probably for livestock. There's mm -hmm. a gardening. Uh, well, there are several different modes in gardening. There is gardening. And you have, you know, like planting mode and watering mm -hmm. mode. And I assume harvesting mode, etc. cetera. Uh, and as you rank up, you can actually assign NPCs to do that instead if that's mm -hmm. something that you don't want to have to do. And you just put your island like on a little stopwatch and be like, okay, build yourself. Bye. Bye. Uh, all of this is presumably working towards uh, making scripts. Mm -hmm. The island has its own different set of scripts, which is, you know, just your, your general token to say, yes, you have achieved something. Here is your reward. And uh, you can use those scripts to buy things special to the island, like glamours and mounts. Uh, presumably, that that little onion prince guy, the Mandragora, that they were flying mm -hmm. around on, that's probably one that you can get there. Yeah, someone has translated, because um, they showed a screenshot of it, and yeah, the top three are mounts that are named like Mandragoras. And then there's hairstyle, there's orchestrian roles, there's a lot of stuff. Fireworks, of course. Um, 
Uh, they say that once this is out, that's not the end. They're going to try mm -hmm. and get out new features every two major patches. Uh, but you will need to clear the 6.0 story to do the content. I hope that if this is fun and successful, they continue to upkeep it. Whether, you know, they've said they're going to be releasing every two major patches, but how long into the foreseeable future does that go? Just into the next expansion? Right. Or, you know, beyond that, is this a regular piece of content? Um, I mean, of course, we have to see and, you know, actually see if it is something that we have fun doing in the first place, right? But this, I think there's a whole portion and demographic of the community that has been so engaged by the concept of yeah. Island Sanctuary. Sure. And especially because you can mm -hmm. roam around and you can queue and you can do other stuff. I think this is something that was much needed. It appeals to a demographic that, you know, maybe doesn't get as regular of content or as delineated of content as raiders do or as other mm -hmm. groups do that are more identifiable. But those players that like simulation games or that like more RP elements or that like uh, cozy games or that like, you know, all that kind of stuff, I think this really, really, really hones in on a demographic that other games haven't really totally figured out how to appeal to yet. So even if in the future we just got different properties that had, you know, you get a, I don't know, an estate in the mountains of of Garlemald or something where you mm -hmm. could upgrade it or change it or find different things. And I, I think that they could keep building off of this. Um, and they had kind of mentioned initially, oh, yeah, maybe I, I think I'd heard something about like there could be other islands or other things or mm -hmm. this is going to keep expanding. But I would love to see this actually become a staple of the game if if yeah. it's fun and yeah. it's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I think if it's fun and successful, that they should actually make it so you don't need to clear 6.0 story because everybody sure. who's less than 90 is gonna be stuck waiting between queues going, man, I sure wish that I could work on that island sanctuary thing. That yeah. seems really cool. Granted, it doesn't take too terribly long to get to 90, mm -hmm. but still, I, I, don't, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, it's gonna... Maybe it just has to do with where it is. The other thing yeah. uh, I wanted to say is I'm actually really excited to have RP events here. Yeah. Uh, it, they Every say... RPer is going to have an island now. Yeah. They did yep. say that um, it's limited to 15 people who can visit, but 15 is not bad. Yeah. 15 is pretty good. I, don't, I think having your own private beach to have a summer party on will be really great. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I have uh, an RP partner who, for some reason, in their house that they have, um, has recently, in the last, I don't know, month or so, had a, an RP group RP regularly on the beach directly in front of their house. And they recently, you know, they were like, this is so awkward, I keep running into them, but like, they're just like RPing right on my doorstep. Mm -hmm. And recently he was like, I'm gonna just like get some gumption together and I'm gonna just, you know, go up to them and, you know, just like talk to them and maybe like try an RP. And they completely ignored him. They mm. didn't respond. Nobody even DM'd him to say like, oh, it's a wow. private event. They completely ignored him. And he was trying to role play with them. And like, you know, it, it's right there in public on the beach in front of his house every week. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's one of those things where having both public and private spaces for RP in the game um, actually is really important. And, yep. it, it you know, because 
uh, that was just so unfortunate. And, you know, it took a lot of courage for him to work up to try and even ask to participate and like, you know, try and jump in. Um, could have been new friendships or new groups to connect with. And um, sometimes you do want a private thing at a private event, mm -hmm. but having more of these kind of instanced areas and houses and more control over yeah. stuff like that, I think also helps us delineate social space um, in an MMO. So yeah, that's a really cool facet of it that I think a lot of players probably won't even think of right. just right off the top of their head. Yeah. And you know, as a tip, next time he should just switch to machinist, get out the flamethrower, and just start shout, no. you know, shouting, get off my property. And I think that's how we work this out, right? Yeah, no, I think so too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, RPers are really afraid of, of griefing, and sometimes they miss out on meeting yeah. excellent people just because they misinterpret. Yes. I mean, I honestly couldn't even believe it. I was like, I mean, I know, I obviously I know this person very well, too. And like, I know that when he approached and he was in character and he wasn't, he wasn't, you know, yeah. briefing or anything. And he tried for a bit. Like, I couldn't believe most RP groups I know at the very least will just shoot you a DM and be like, oh, hey, sorry, it's actually like a private event or something. But they just ignored him. Don't be like that if you're role playing, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, because that's just, oh. And yeah. I mean, now he has to see them every week on his front lawn. Yeah. I would still so keep awkward. trying to talk to them. Like, is, yeah. this a, is this a meeting of the people who can't hear? Is that what, is that what, is that <laughs> Uh, anyway, <laughs> are we good with Island Sanctuary? Uh, yeah, I think so. Oh, wait, there was one other thing. Oh, yeah? There okay. was one other thing. Um, it seems like there's some kind of feature where as you explore the island, you can almost give names to the creatures and, the, and yeah. the, the packs or mobs that you discover. So like you are the adventurer and you know, oh, I discovered these creatures oh, in the geez. wild and I will call them this. And there was a bit of joking between uh, the two of them uh, about, you know, how sure, like people keep thinking like Xenos is going to wash up. I think it was Xenos they were alluding it was, to. Yep. Um, Xenos is going to wash up on the island. And they were like, no, no, ha ha ha. No, that's not going to be it. But you could name one of the mobs after your long lost best friend. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. But it does seem like there's going to be some kind of small, innovative, interesting little yeah. details. Too, I don't so. think we're allowed to kill the mobs on the island, so why would I name them after Xenos? Well, yeah, see, I because that was in the farm management panel, so I'm like, are you gonna name your livestock after them and and then just kill them? I mean, you probably can't kill them, but you definitely can milk them, and I think we should just segue uh, right into the next section right after that. Now. Oh, yeah, thank the you. next thing is variant dungeons. No, no, no. <laughs> You're grounded. You're grounded for so many things today. Hey, gosh, Aldito, you are so spicy today. Whew. Burning. What happened? Is this, is this not normal? No. What? Normally, you, I think, think it, but don't overtly say it. And look, oh, I'm There's not one less of us, so there's more time for me uh, to, to get it out. You know, I want to give Fusion the time to talk. Okay usually so oh i see look i love fusion <laughs> but i never want fusion to come back if this means that we get spicy aldi you know forever <laughs> someone's gonna clip Goodness. that <laughs> oh no so speaking of fusion he likes nanamo and nanamo is gonna yeah. be in variant dungeons thank you very much zanidra for making that connection instead of the guess what you can milk things speaking of milking <laughs> things See, it's not even me. Usually it's not even me. So, okay. Okay, I guess I get the difference. All right, now I see it. Okay. All right. So, uh, Variant Dungeons, they they talked about many, many moons ago. Mm -hmm. um, 
Gosh, what is there to these? Uh, there's a variable difficulty dungeon, um, and it's gonna it's gonna be a thing where you sort of choose your own adventure as you go. That's why it's variant. Mm-hmm. Nanamo is gonna go with us, uh, presumably because it is into the Silda subterrain, which is mm-hmm. what is it's a city and civilization that Alda was built on top of. So she's probably like, hey, I would like to know about the ancient people in the place where I rule. And you know what? I do too. I really do. So mm-hmm. interesting. I can't wait for the lore behind all of this. Yeah. Uh, this is level 90 casual play for one to four players. So you can go on by yourself, much like a deep dungeon type deal. Mm-hmm. There are no rule restrictions and job changes are permitted. So if you end up uh, in a group with all DPS, you can go, oh, oh don't worry about it. I'll change and you can be mm-hmm. here or something. Um, the enemy strength is determined by the party. So if you go in by yourself, things won't kick your butt. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, they might still kick your butt. They won't kick your butt as bad. Um, the route of progression, as I said, is based on player action. So you're sort of choosing your own adventure. You may not actually know what you're choosing. It may be like, here, you can pick this button or you can pick this button. And there's no indication what either of those does, but you picked it. And so now you're over here, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is fine with me. I think it'll be fun. Uh, it says the duty oh right it's going to give us duty actions which uh, you can take two of and those are variant cure variant ultimatum variant raise variant spirit dart and variant rampart which uh, looks like well cure and raise obviously rampart also a tank thing spirit dart appears to be a DPS hitty thing and ultimatum Mm -hmm. everybody gets so I'm thinking maybe that's like uh what's it a limit break type deal oh uh yeah i could tell you exactly what they are variant cure heals one ally and only tank and dps could have it because you're a healer you already have heals they're just giving you the stuff that you'd be missing if you didn't have one ultimatum is a provoke oh and tank healers and dps could have it um so you know it's an extra provoke uh there's a variant raise which tank and dps can have right it revives one ally it'll be interesting to see how that works uh, variant spirit dart is just damage, and it's for tank and healer. So I'm guessing it's just a little bit more potency than usual for them. A little OGCD smack. Yeah, and then rampart is just rampart. So healer and DPS can use it because tank already has one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's it. And they have recast timers, but that's it. And you can pick two with the ability to change mid duty. Um, that's excellent. Yeah, so it's just yeah. uh, you know subsidizing what you don't have, which is cool. As you move through the dungeon, you will get treasure boxes. This is what we started the episode on. Yeah. Uh, and the treasure boxes will be personal. So there's no like, oh, I really wanted that piece, but the stranger got it. No, everybody gets their own prizes for doing mm-hmm. this content. They also said that the bosses may be the same models sometimes, but that doesn't mean they're always going to do the same things. So you mm-hmm. might get a guy who does a whirly thing sometimes, and other times he'll make terrible triangles on the floor, and you will never know until he does it. Mm-hmm. They did also uh, mention that to queue into these, you won't use regular duty finder, yeah. but that they're adding a special dungeon finder. That's literally what it's called. You know? Are you sad? Um, yes. Why <laughs> are they doing that? Why? 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 Why are you doing this, Final Fantasy XIV? I mean, the yeah. UI looks nice. The UI looks great. 
But as we've talked about before, yeah. from like a UI design standpoint, mm. the last thing you ever want to be doing is adding even more menus of menus, of submenus, of other menu, of special menu, mm -hmm. of like when you already look at all of the different things that we have in those, you know, uh, tabs in the game, yeah. many of which people don't even know exists until way later. It's mm -hmm. like, just add a new tab in the duty finder. Just add it like how we have dungeon, this thing, that thing, that just put one <laughs> in there that just says like criterion dungeon. <laughs> or, like, I don't know why they're making. And then if you clicked on that, it could show you the nice, pretty new interface yep. in the interface or whatever. But um, yeah, I don't know why they're making a whole new other thing for this. I The one hope that I have for it is that this does promise that perhaps they are looking at this as a fundamental piece of content well beyond mm -hmm. just this patch cycle, which would be yeah. fun because I think these have a lot of promise. But yeah, I just, I don't get it. I'm like, if if it's content that I queue into, if guild hests yeah. are in the duty <laughs> finder, just put this in the duty finder. Uh, guild hests. Okay, so if we're going to Silda here, mm -hmm. we'll go into like... Nim, if they go to Lindosha. Yeah. I hope for that. I want that. Well, Me. The, the UI has 12 slots for these NPCs that go with you. Uh, if you look at the 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 UI, it's it's on Gamerscape. I think it's like the second picture in that, that slideshow. You'll see it shows a nice picture of Nanamo. She's a black maid. She's got higher item level than all of us right now. She's 618, so she's on some next level yeah. stuff right now. Um, but you see one pip below her, and there's 12. And maybe that's just uh, because the next one is, are there 12? Okay, so there's 12 stages in the variant dungeon. Because the third picture is like chapters, and I guess you will see each one depending on which branch. So maybe those are chapters in her story. But if you look at it, it's like they have to do more with this interface. They've made an interface. So I would guess that we're going to Nem and Gamora. Like, why not? Why the hell not? I want it. Please, yes. I want it so bad. Yeah. It's so good. Tell it reminds me a little things. bit of like Mario Party, the one where you have the like raft and you take the different <laughs> branches and then at yeah. the end it shows you the path you traced. So yeah, I wonder mm -hmm. if maybe that's what some of that interface is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, the variant dungeons are the ones where you can actually like choose your adventure and you take Nanamo with you and it's real cute. Criterion dungeons built off of the same assets um, in the same place. Nanamo does not go with you because it's getting scary. Um, mm -hmm. I believe these ones don't actually... Yeah, these are solid structure. They'll always have the same enemies. Well, I don't know if they'll always have the same enemies in the same place, but the structure mm -hmm. will always be the same. Um, and there will be a regular version where you go in with four players and you always have the one tank, one healer, two DPS thing going on. And let's see. There's a little bit of difference. Yeah. In the Savage version. Oh, I think you can. Yeah, you can do matching in the regular version. In the mm -hmm. Savage version, you have to take a party with you. You have yeah. to have formed it a full party ahead of time. Um, You get no resurrections. Normal methods of resurrections are prohibited. Each player yeah. is granted a limited use of variant raise two. So mm -hmm. raises are difficult. Yep. And there are no ground indicators at all. 
<laughs> yep. So, no telegraphs. Uh, you have Enjoy. to pay attention to what the monsters are doing or you're going to get totally smashed in the face. Um, the Savage version, they say, is aimed at players that clear Savage Raid early and have super good gear and want something to do. So this looks like it could actually be pretty difficult. Right. This is where we get into how... Because we were all like, how are they going to make it harder? Like, is it just... Does it hit harder? You know, we know that when you die, everything is um, respawning. But now when you think about that, there's no raises at all in Savage. Uh, you have to clear it all. What happens if you die on that third boss? Well, all the way back through. So that's the difficulty. And with them, it, it seems like they're uh, balancing it for max level best in slot. So there's not going to be a whole lot of wiggle room. That's the it's it's interesting that they do that with with these dungeons because for Savage Raid they tune it to crafted gear and a little bit of tome gear so that you can clear it in those first couple of weeks. This is the opposite end of the spectrum. It's more mm -hmm. akin to ultimate cuz they know you're going to have best in slot and you're going to try and make a better one too. So that gives me hope that these will be very hard, but also I can see a lot of people getting very upset with this. <laughs> There's also a bit of a um, speedrunner element yes. where if you yeah. don't defeat them within a time limit, the enemies become stronger mm -hmm. in Savage, which is great because a lot of people love speedrunning, but there's really not much in Final Fantasy mm -hmm. 14 that incentivizes or rewards you for speedruns. Um, you know, there used to be back in 1.0, I'm pretty sure I've heard Fusion yes. and some of you, you know, talk a little bit about mm -hmm. how if you completed certain things within time limits, you would get like bonus treasure chests in various dungeons and things. But um, that's all gone. That was not in this, in this version. So that to have something like this. Yes, <laughs> like to have something that now incentivizes or punishes you, I guess, for not going fast enough. Um, is kind of an interesting thing, too, because I think that, again, plays to a demographic maybe we haven't seen be served as much. Mm -hmm. um, and they did mention that all treasure chests in this particular new uh, type of dungeon are individual, much like yep. the ones that came from, like, Boja content and stuff. So when you run up to it, it's not like if one person in your party pops it, everybody has access to the loot and you can roll on what you want every single person will get individual rewards and you will have to click on that treasure chest or you will miss out on them. So just a little heads up to anybody if you're running this, don't miss your loot, get into the habit of clicking on it. Yeah. They've also said... It's... Go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to talk about difficulty. Um, they said that the bosses in the normal mode will feel like Savage Floor 1.5, Floor 3, and Floor 4, because there's three bosses, you know what I mean? Which is... Slightly terrifying when you think about it. Wait, um, in the in the not just regular base. It yeah, that's the translation that I found. Normal, and then in Savage difficulty, they don't have ground indicators, so it's even harder than that. Is but what then they're saying. Why would they describe them? Why would they describe the normal version of this? I, the, I think as casual content. I think they're talking about another Silden subterrain, not another Silden subterrain. Savage and the variant dungeons are easy. Variant is easy. Another Sildan subterrain is savage-ish boss level. And then uh, savage okay. Sildan subterrain is even harder because there's nothing. Gotcha. Right. The casual one is yeah. variant. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, didn't mention this, but the thing you get for completing variant dungeons is a mount reward. It says yeah. it has a lore-related reason for why it flies. 
Don't know what that could be. Pretty interested. Mm-hmm. And also, um, Criterion and Variant, so all three types of dungeons will get updates with future patches. So when we were talking yeah. about going to other places, very likely to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It's a brand new type of content, and it's a little confusing because of the names that they decided to choose, and there's three levels, so... Yeah. I'm sorry, I that. that's not new at all. Yeah, well, and then the fact that they're called <laughs> Criterion yeah. Dungeon, another another Sildan adventure, and then the actual menu you use to queue into them is called Special Dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> like, just pick what you're going to call it, <laughs> and then just put the, be, say the hard versions, and yeah. then just put it under a menu that says what yeah. the thing is. <laughs> But all of that to say, my UI complaints aside, mm-hmm. I am so genuinely looking forward to this content. Like, this, we got two things that I feel like, for me personally at least, appealed to either end of the spectrum of things I love doing in games. That's true. So, That's true. casual, super chill simulator stuff with adventure and discovering cute animals, down. Nailed it. Perfect. So excited. Um, and then on the other end, I have been wanting so badly something like a Savage four-man dungeon experience. So mm-hmm. to have this and to know that it's something you can work on, that they've set it at a spot where you can even, like, if you finish up that raid, right, split that raid in two and you can run and you can do it. Like, um, so I think it's just great. I think it's really exciting. And I hope, fingers crossed, it's really good. And yeah. that this is something they decide to keep implementing because I think it has a lot of promise. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Oh, we're getting towards the end. Yes, we are. We have a couple miscellaneous things. I'm going to start with uh, furnishings because I love them. (laughs) They made a straw bed. It seems seems weird to me that they're like, here's a straw bed. Also, you can't use it on your island, which is the perfect place for it, but whatever. If you if you have a house with that looks like a I don't know a barn inside or something maybe you needed this straw bed, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the door that's there I don't recall having seen in the past. Doesn't mean anything because it's not like I have examined each and every door you can add to your right. house. No, um, I agree with you. I don't think I've seen it. It would be wonderful if they started giving us doors we could slap on walls. There's also the little like the roof. Thing, the like leaning with the skylight and it has like mm-hmm. a think, wood beam. I think I've seen that in the housing snap before, but the beam I'm not sure about. Mm. Really? You've seen the one that has the skylight? I haven't seen might, that before. I might be I might be crazy. I'll see if I can find it. <laughs> um, not right now, later. Um okay. something else they're adding. Scion portraits, individual yep. scion portraits. Pretty cool, except it's just of the ones that are alive. Let's not let's not be spoilery because brutal people in chat, but also yeah. Oh, well, I mean, we talked main scenario before, so sorry, but um, uh-huh. yeah, you, you can make your shrine to more people now. Yes, you can turn your house or your apartment into a shrine to some more of these scions. Enjoy. If you really like Ishola or Thancred or whoever, just like line your walls with their face. Yep. Ugh. There you go. Don't waste your housing slots. Or do. I'm not the boss of you. Um, there's a couple of outdoor things that they show too, which are pretty cool. It's just a regular ass looking picnic table. Which mm-hmm. I don't think we've had up until now. We've had tables, but not like this. And a tent. Mm. 
We've had uh, step-esque tents, but we've not had just like a regular pop tent looking tent. Now mm-hmm. we do, or will, yeah. in 6.2. Have, it's like camp, sort of like camp stuff, you know, yeah. like camp table, camp chair. It looks like you could pop open. It's got some canvas, a uh, little bench, but it could also maybe be used, I don't know, depending on the actual scale for like a, a stretcher or camp, camp bed there. Mm. Yeah, it's it's cute. It's Again, you, uh, kind of. It's for when you run your run fair out down by the beach or whatever and then uh your yard is the the back end first day goes yeah. to sleep yeah <laughs> yep 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 that's exactly it that's exactly what they were going for with this they did talk mm. about that a lot in the live letter no. <laughs> um it is funny though because yeah i feel like either some of this i don't know if it's gonna come from island sanctuary because it feels very thematically appropriate uh, right yeah um, but it is funny that you can't use it on the island unless right. at some point we do get an update that has an instanced house, which, uh, again, it is not something they've talked about. They have very much said this is nothing like that. You can't use furnishing. But, like, if they are working towards something like that at some point, um, it'd be interesting. And we can mm-hmm. all just keep dreaming and hoping uh, as much as possible. Um, what I would actually really like now that we've seen this tent, because we have minions that are like campfires and pillows and stuff. Just make a big ass tent mini. <laughs> it's just a tent. You put it down anywhere in the world next to your campfire. You have to have a couple people for this yeah. to work. Uh, that'd be so cute, though. Or maybe maybe they could have it be like um, a parasol accessory. Mm-hmm. Just turn it on. There it is. I don't know. Thank you, Yoshi P, for giving me that. I want. I want. Thank you. <laughs> um, more miscellaneous junk. We're gonna yep. get a different homestone. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys know how this game works, but every time we go to a new right here, they have a new tombstone. This one's called Causality. Mm. Yep. Spooky. Yeah, it's to me, it, it makes me think because I always try and think about them, you know, in fiction. So these are data tablets about like what happens when you do something like the cause and effect or maybe physics or, you know, like something like that. So that's cool. I don't know. Uh, along uh, with that, we're gonna yeah. get high eye level crafted gear added. Imagine that. Who knew? Uh, yeah, this is really cool though. We're gonna get to request repairs from other people. So if you go into that dungeon and your shit breaks, which I don't think it can anymore, but if you're somewhere where your shit could break, mm-hmm. you'd be like, hey, hey, friend, friend, new friend, can, do you have a crafter? Do, can they fix my stuff? And they'll be like, yeah, man, I got you. Mm-hmm. And then you're good. This used to be a thing in 1.0, and I don't know why they waited this long to put it back in. But I'm glad it's here. Gives me nostalgic feelings and also uh, good practical feelings. Both of those yeah. things. It allows me to not level my crafters for another patch. Yep, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's how I'm feeling too. <laughs> oh my god. I, I don't go into Nothing, raid with no any judgment. damage I'm, gear. I'm, I'm excited and waiting for the day when either one of you is like, hey, can you fix my stuff? And I'll be like, heck yeah. Mm-hmm. I too am living me. for that day. And that's why I've never leveled them, Zenidra, because I want you to live <laughs> that dream. I yeah. decided just now that I believe you. <laughs> I mean, granted, I have leveled them somewhat, but I just... I no, no, no. <laughs> uh combo sequence display added to the actions list yeah uh, what does this mean charles tell us about oh it's just it's going to show you that one goes to two goes to three basically you know 
whatever, like your combo, it's going to show it, literally show it in the actions list. I guess that'll be helpful for like when yeah. you're setting up your bars and stuff. Yeah, especially if you don't know what the heck you're doing. Yeah, you won't have to go through each and every single one of the little... To find uh, the combo actions, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's cool. So, like that's that. cool. Yeah. It's something. Uh, rare materials added to ethereal reductions performed by... Will be added. Okay. Mm-hmm. With words. <laughs> so, ethereal reductions performed by... Miners, botanists, and fishers. So that's basically when they go to a special node, right? And they're like, hey, you're magical. I'm going to smack you in a special way. And they're going to give you rare materials. I don't know. Wasn't reduction like something you do to an item and it turns into sand? That is descenting. Okay. I don't know anything about the systems. Uh, I I believe reductions are based off like the... What is it called? It's the special gathering that's not gathering. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, i don't know collectibles thank you that yeah okay word i was looking for yeah so it's so it's thing. yeah it's breaking down collectibles instead of breaking down real stuff yeah so it is decent but it's for collectibles only that's what i just looked up on gamerscape.com <gasps> yes yeah anyhow uh we always kind of got some neat stuff from ethereal reductions like uh aether sand mm-hmm. which you need for various synths and that'll probably be more of that. Yeah. This one is a good one. We've been waiting for this for a while. I say we. I have. I'm pretty sure at least one other person on this podcast has. And my glamour dresser is full. Glamour dresser capacity expanded from 400 to 800. Oh. It's going to be so <laughs> nice. I'm going to get rid of so much gear. I have so much junk, man. <sighs> it's so hard. I'm okay. I'm very mm-hmm. happy about this, you know? Um, this is great. I need it desperately, so badly, so very badly. But, um, this, I, I hate that we have to harp on this so much. It's another, it's Band-Aid, right? Yeah. I mean, and Yoshida-san made the comment during Live Letter, just because mm-hmm. the capacity of the Glamour Dresser got doubled, don't just put everything in there, okay? I know you'll just ask for more. And yep. it's like, yes, because this doesn't work for your yeah. game. It's, you, you are constantly making more technical debt for yourself and creating solutions that will only ever lead to having to buy more server space and having to constantly, you know, like it's it's just such a not sustainable version. So many other games have come up with solutions with glamor catalogs, transmog catalogs, um, wardrobe in Guild Wars 2, right? These things where it sets markers or flags, which is just more compact, it's easier for what you've unlocked cosmetically and can then apply on the fly, Mm -hmm. anywhere, never have any limit. It can constantly scale with the growth of your game. The thing is that no matter how conservative you are, going from 400 to 800, as we only continue to get more gear, more Mm -hmm. content, as we only continue to get more alternative modes for rewards and additional things as we only continue to get new jobs, new classes, new it's it is not sustainable. Mm-hmm. There may be people who don't use that. There will be people who day one fill it up, yep. myself included. And that's not because mm-hmm. they're going ham. It's not because they're being ridiculous. It's because they like what's being made in the game. They like having customization and glamour options. And they like doing the content in the game that rewards you with those rewards. They are one of the most major rewards of the entire game. <laughs> so yeah. it's it's one of those things to me where I, you know, I was talking to my partner who's a, a programmer. And mm-hmm. they were just saying, like, 
you know, there are two approaches to stuff like this. You can, in the short term as a developer, just create something like this, like um, a, a patch, you know, mm -hmm. a, a band-aid. But the thing is, is that long term, you are, again, just constantly building off of the technical debt that you are creating mm -hmm. for this. Because unless you redesign the system to be scalable and sustainable, you will always, no matter what, every single time, someday have to pay the dues right. on the fact that that system, again, did not actually suit the community and actually mm -hmm. you know it, it once again you're running out of space once again yep. so it's it's just something that um boy do i hope they soon acknowledge because yeah. i'm really happy about this and i am but i know that in a year in mm -hmm. two years in however much time if not day one again this will still not be enough and there is so much free content for them there. Just yeah. free content. If they put in something like a glamour catalog where you could collect every single appearance in this game, you, we all know, we would do it. We all mm -hmm. know that so many players in this community would be running old content, doing old content, running back in to try and get everything, doing raids they'd never done to try and get everything. Like, it's just free content there that revitalizes all sorts of stuff, improves cues yeah. even for new players, um, and would be so rewarding for so many of us to complete. So they just have to do something about it at some point. That's it, that's my rant, it's done. But like, oh man, I don't wanna have to talk about it again in a year, <laughs> you yeah. know? And you, so. frankly, you always will because they didn't think about it when they first created it. And going back to change this asset management, database management stuff, they probably have three people who do it. And they're like, are you kidding me? You want me to remake that? Remake how every item works in this game? No. Uh, it's going to be uh, a project akin to the graphics update, which we're going to talk about very soon. This is why they're hiring new people. Yeah. This. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're not... Mm -hmm. we, we have some really great... Uh resources as far as like looking up what glamours are available mm -hmm. the people the people who have put all of their time into yes glamourscape does it there are a bunch of other uh sites that do it um ffx iv collect etc mm -hmm. wonderful those people i can't believe you spent all that time on that thank you for your efforts mm -hmm. but if we had that catalog in game how much easier would it be yeah to come up with outfits you know what yeah I, okay so i'm gonna I'm going to like, this isn't a middle ground, but I wouldn't even care if, do I want to say that? I would care less, there we go, if uh, the catalog was there and you could see everything, but it didn't necessarily mean you had everything. Like mm -hmm. if they wanted to limit me to 800 things in the catalog, I'd be okay with that as long as I could see and try on those things so that I knew, oh, this piece from Sestasha would go really great with my outfit. Haven't seen it in 10 years, forgot it existed, yeah. you know? But just having the the content there to look at would be worth it over yeah. even having all of the stuff available immediately. If I find a pair of shoes from a dungeon I did one time, I can go back and do that dungeon by myself very likely. Mm -hmm. That's how this game works now. They, they've given us the ability to unsync things. You go in, you smash that dungeon in the face, and you take the basic gear you want. Mm -hmm. Would I prefer to have the catalog mean that I have all those things available to me already? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I would, yeah. Be, I would be satisfied for a time 
maybe a forever time or maybe a, a limited amount of time with just being able to see the pieces, all the pieces easily in game. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess. Oh, sorry, Aldino, you go ahead. I already rambled. You please. please. Oh no, I was just I was just gonna say that I I hope that they are currently working on it because it's gonna take them a long, long time. And this game had probably the worst foundation of M any MMO period because they had to build on top of another game. Like usually, you're like, okay, this is the idea. We have designed all of this to the nth degree for what the finished product is going to be. They didn't have that. They got handed what they had to start with. That is a good excuse for the first couple of years of life. And it's not its not a great... I'm not saying it's an excuse. I'm not saying they're using it as an excuse. It's something that we have to know about. But over the years, you see these pain points and you start to address them. Graphics. Storage. Data center tra travel, because that was never in the cards. It never started as like a, a, a mega shard. You know, it never started with that. So, yeah, I just hope that they're working on it now. I... I they have never said anything about it, and I, I think that might be because they don't want to promise anything yet, but if they're not working on it now, it is never going to happen, probably. Well, it's going to take a couple of expansions for a to, lot of people. Not to make this worse, but... Yeah. We have a couple of, of big band-aids that we have issues with. Yeah. Would you rather have them fix Glamour or housing first? Because I think <laughs> I'd rather have them fix housing first. Yeah. Interesting. I actually feel the reverse. Yeah. I feel like glamour. Mo it's it's yeah. tough though, because you I, you all know if anybody's been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, you know, those two issues are our favorite things mm -hmm. to rant about for many reasons. Um, I I guess for me because glamour is something that affects literally every single piece sure. of content we do, like almost the the foundation of our rewards in this game from mm -hmm. quest rewards to content rewards gear sets glamour sets mm -hmm. um and so like while not all players may you know interact with housing although i think mu like tons of them do and tons more would if it was more accessible and i love housing right i think there's a lot of really big things for housing but to me it mm -hmm. feels like every player will somehow at some point engage with glamour even yeah. if they don't love it they're still going to put something on that doesn't mm -hmm. look terrible or does look terrible because it makes them laugh like <laughs> they're still going to engage with it so yeah. for me that feels and especially because every single patch usually introduces more housing items too but definitely introduces gear and you know prestige gear and achievement gear i hate that right now like if i'm earning stuff from raids or previous tiers i worked really hard for that stuff at release and now i'm having to go like well i guess if i don't have a use for it i really would like to have the whole set when we cleared it and feel really good about that but like mm -hmm. i i guess i'll just delete it and hope that in two years if i want to use it again it'll be easy to run that content like that's such yeah. a bad feeling it's such a bad feeling to like, that's where i'm coming from i okay so the way you just described that it makes you sad it makes you sad but i don't think i've ever seen anyone in tears over glamour whereas housing sure. true like neither of these things are terribly affecting me but seeing the other people around me in the community just being horribly angry or just like on the floor sobbing over housing mm -hmm. I I would rather they fix housing because I feel like that makes people more sad. <laughs> this discussion that you're having right now is exactly the discussion that's going on in there with multiple multiple producers and 
you know, like department directors and Yoshi P is sitting there going, all right. And he's taking in all that information and he has to make the decision as the the leading producer. So yeah, like it's a tough decision what you do first. Um, And if you do it at all, if you can, like there's a lot of resource management, you know? So it's, it's a lot of it sounds like excuses, but a lot of it is just, you have to use your resources wisely and it just hasn't gotten to the point where we have to fix this right now or dot 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 you know yeah. something bad will happen or we finally can get around to it but all we can do is just to keep talking about it rationally <laughs> constructively <laughs> and see what comes of it yeah true okay. this is something that i wanted i actually don't see it in this particular oh, sure. because i think it was somewhere else but i feel like it's sort of related to okay. cosmetics glamour etc mm-hmm. but they are as we've talked about before um releasing the the full release of the adventurer plates and yes. they're going to be adding more to that as well and more cosmetic options for adventurer plates and one thing that was a bit of a change from the live letter that i think is a really good note is that previously they were saying none of your adventurer plates will be saved so make sure mm-hmm. that you screenshot or figure out what you had and that you know i mean you'll keep the things you've earned as far as i understand mm-hmm. but like you won't the the templates you made and set up and all that stuff won't be saved when it goes into full release but now they uh have changed it so if you have linked one of your uh adventurer plates to a gear set that will be saved Mm-hmm. So if there are any of those adventure plate templates that you want to save and not lose and not have to recreate, make sure before 6.2 hits that you link it to um, like a glamour or, you know, you, you go into your job set yeah. list and you link it in there um, because that'll save that for you. But otherwise, all mm-hmm. the rest will be reset. The that's programmer the programmer in me says that that's because they're going to break how the portrait data is is figuring out what gear you have and they can recreate it if you have the gear set linked. That's what I think because before they're like, we have to like, there's so many structural changes to the way that it's working behind the scenes that we have to break everything. But they probably heard some feedback and went, okay, so how could we do this? Well, if we have the gear set, then we could recreate the picture from the gear. You know, just put your model back there. We have the posing data. We have what light you had at what position. The thing we don't have is what gear, because we're not going to put that in, you know, we're not going to save that. That's Mm. saved on you. That's my theory, and that might not be right. But, you know, that's a lot of what goes into these changes. Like, ooh, man, that's that's a big deal. Uh, It's really nice that they were able to do it. Uh, Adjustments to the order of Mm -hmm. certain return to Ivalice quests? Yeah. That's, That's wacky to me. It's just the quest that you have to go everywhere. Making bacon bread is one of the things that kept me from doing Ivalice for a long while because I wasn't playing uh, like really actively. And I got to that quest and I'm like, I'm going to look it up on Gamerscape. How many pieces is this? Yeah, screw that. I'll do it at some point when I have time. So I remember making bacon bread. I remember that one. That one sucked. So that (laughs) and walk on by are just going to be unavailable. Just gone, which is fine. I don't think there's anything in there that lore-wise you need to worry about. Terrible. Yeah. I think this is because they're making 
no, nope, maybe um, I think my brain is completely misreading this. Uh. Weren't they making some of these prerequisite required for, they already did. It's that the mock raids are now becoming required for oh, yeah. possible relic weapon stuff because we've seen the Sky Pirates. Is that correct? I think that they might be related to void things, but who knows? Oh, and possible void things. Yeah, they're, I think it's the mock. Maybe it's mock that's being made mm. required. Somebody in chat can let me know. We don't have it here. I don't see it on our notes specifically, but yeah, it's interesting that they're removing these Ivalice quests. It might just be because they realized that they were kind of insufferable yeah. and they just wanted to take them out. So. All right. Mock is part of Tataru's Tatar. grand endeavor. Which yeah, is that's not why. a thing that we've thought of. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, maybe maybe those particular people show up in it? And we saw them in the trailer. Like, yeah, I saw they would be part of the Void quest because so much yeah. of Mock is Void related. And they showed Kate Sith in the trailer. So mm -hmm. yeah, it seemed like it. There may be some overlap, but possibly they're going to do some, make the pirates legitimate. And I don't know, maybe bring uh, them into fairy goods. <laughs> I could see that. That could be. I like that. I like mm -hmm. Tataru being in charge of some reformed Sky Pirates. That's cute. <laughs> Uh, no, they're not removing Evil East raids. They're no. removing some of the quests that yeah. are prerequisites to unlocking them because they were just stupid and a pain in the butt. Yeah. Chat, chat just being like, wait, I wasn't paying attention. They're removing all of the Evil East raids? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, all no, no. 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 <laughs> that would be terrible. Yeah. That's a fun bunch. Okay. Preparations for patch 7.0 graphic updates, which we mentioned a little bit ago. Mm -hmm. uh, the advanced implementation of optimized graphics processing, which will yep. apparently alleviate drops in frame rate under heavy GPU load. Uh, I think the way they, they describe this is uh, when your GPU gets tired, just you, mm -hmm. you can help it out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, offloading a bit more. I, you know, I, I am not super. I'm related to rendering, but I have never been in it, so I couldn't really speculate there's a lot of things that they could do yeah they'll just make your yeah. game the teeniest bit less pretty yeah. so that your game can continue to run he said that's the might... next bullet point yeah <laughs> this is the dynamic resolution function beta yes. version for windows playstation 4 and playstation 5 yes adjust the resolution of 3d graphics according to the current gpu burden he said they right might you, you probably if you look real close you'll be able to notice yeah so this is um, like consoles do this already. PS5, Xbox One, all of them. They will try and hit a frame rate target and not a resolution target. So you'll be going at 4K until the game starts to be too much. And then it'll drop down to 1440p. And you won't even notice because it's doing it just. And some people can. I mean, you know, especially if you're playing a computer game, you're very close to it. But it'll constantly be adjusting the resolution. But you can turn it on and off. You don't need to have it. But that's why it says enable in settings to prioritize frame rate over resolution. Because usually your frame rate is the one that's jumping around, which drives me insane. Like, that's that's the thing that I hate in game. Yeah. But with resolution shifting, then the frame rate stays the same, but the resolution changes a little bit. So you'll see it if you have a weaker machine, maybe. Um, it's something. It'll help. They actually already have that function in the game. You can mm -hmm. set uh, like certain objects, especially things that are far away or not mm. focused, to be rendered. Uh, yes. Lods uh, or level of detail, yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, I guess this is going to be different and concentrate on everything. 
Yeah, it, it will just literally change the resolution your game is playing in to get a better frame rate. It'll change literally everything at once. So, you know. Um, then, like I said, you probably won't notice it. And if you were on a weaker machine anyway, you will like this, most likely. I'm just going to say. All right. That cool. is everything on the outline. You guys have anything else? Yes, one thing. Okay. We didn't talk about how cute the new tribe mount is, and it's adorable. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, it's a jellyfish, a space... right? Jellyfish, it's yes, jellyfish? and it's super cute. And that's it. That's mm -hmm. pretty much all. I just okay. think it's adorable. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Little wibbly wobbly guy. I'm yeah. Sure yeah. All right. uh, yeah, I think that's honestly about it for me, too. I just, um, I think we talked about the music of the trailer before, but that has to be an Abyssos song, right? The end of that trailer yeah, song, the very it, right? rock. Yeah, I like it already better than the one we have, and it might be because we've cleared it. Oh. I don't know. Last time I counted uh, 20, 16. 30. 16. Well, that's right. It's more like 30 for the first. Yeah, that's right. Um, and I'm tired of that song. So thank you. Thank you for yeah, a new me one. Too. Thank you. Really, really yeah. looking forward to this new one. Yeah. I don't dislike. I don't dislike the music. It's just funny to me. It feels like there are some songs in 14 mm -hmm. that I can listen to independent of the game. Right. Like if it's just on a soundtrack, I'm like, oh, this is a banger and it pops up. But the replayability in a setting like a rate, like where we're going over and over every single mm -hmm. week, like the other one that got me was Leviathan from yeah. Eden. Like the, I had to turn it off because I was like, I actually really like this remix. But I cannot listen to it anymore. My mm -hmm. <laughs> right? And funnily enough, I find I found that yeah, this tier of pandemonium, I have had to turn off the music because I like it. I just don't like it every single week for hours in my ear. <laughs> mm -hmm. But here be lions. Follow me. No. You're like no, I mean, it's a good it. song. <laughs> it's no, it's a good song. I just gotta listen to something else. Okay. I, uh, yeah. I'm gonna throw up contacts. Ooh. Um, so like on Twitter, you can find me at Zanidra underscore A. And also on Twitch, you can find me at Strawberry Bob. I'm sorry, I'm gonna talk like a normal person now. Uh, also on Twitch, I have, well, Charles and I and a couple of other our friends do a D&D &D podcast and it's called Plus One Shot. It is plus the word underscore one, the number underscore shot, the word. And the YouTube where all of that junk goes to to be archived is plus one shot with no underscores. Mm -hmm. I fixed this this thing. Why aren't you fixed? I don't know. I didn't do it. Ugh. Anyway, it's your turn, Charles. Uh, yeah, here and only here. Uh, and also, what she said plus the word underscore one the number underscore word shot. Okay. Also, recently I was on a podcast about world building and tabletop RPGs with someone who's in the chat and also helps out at Gamerscape a lot. Like they wrote this uh, write up, uh, Chris. So you can find that at EXP Lore XIV on YouTube. Um, it was a lot of fun talking about our eventual return to DD here and, you know, how I went about kind of building the world inside of the first. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, we have threatened to do another one because I'm looking at the channel right now. I think it is an hour. No, it's about 30 minutes longer than any other one of them. So enjoy. Oh. Yeah. Oh. 
Oh yes, you can find me on Twitch at Rookery, R-O-O-K-U-R-I at the end. You can also find me on YouTube at Rookery, my full playthrough of Endwalker. We are almost finally through mm -hmm. uploading it. We've been doing about one to two portions a week since I played it at release. Um, there's been a lot of big feelings. It's all bookmarked for your convenience, so you can see and look through whatever chapters you might want to see the most or watch the whole thing. Um, but we're nearing the end of the journey. The final installments are coming out, and we have a lot of other content and playthrough stuff and other things going out there soon, too. Uh, and then you can find me on Twitter at Rookery underscore. And next week, uh, I'm going to be doing some sponsored stuff, which I'm really excited about. So we'll be playing a lot of Final Fantasy XIV in preparation for 6.2. We have a fun little bonus activity that uh, Square Enix has provided us that I'm really excited Ooh. about. And then Monday and Tuesday, I'll also be doing some bonus sponsored streams for uh, Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt. So if you're curious, ah. come by, hang out with us. We'd love to see you. The support means the world. And uh, it'll be a fun week next week with a lot of different stuff. Fancy pants. Uh, and then our, of course, our our fourth, our beautiful Fusion X, who could not be here today, uh, is Raffledurg on everything, R-O-F-L-D-R-G. He's been doing a lot of Destin Destiny recently that I've been kind of living Ooh. vicariously through because I'm never going to play that again again. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day. Fusion got me into playing it again. And I yeah. Oh, no. Again. Yeah, I that happened. I can't I can't play like more than one like raiding scenario in a, in a, at the same time because I need to raid in whatever game that I play to live. Mm -hmm. And that presents a problem sometimes. Time time <laughs> management. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, as for us as a whole, you can email us at aetheriteradio at gamerscape.com and you can find us on Twitter at Aetherite Radio. Uh, and then our lovely site that we work for and provide all this information to and steal all this information from is mm -hmm. Gamerscape. And you can find us on Twitter and Twitch and YouTube and Facebook at Gamerscape. And we have a Discord, which is discord.gg slash Gamerscape. We have a bunch of channels. Um, some are for 14, some are for 14 lore, some are for just hanging out and talking about video games because we like all kinds of video games. And we'll be there if you want to talk to us about stuff. That's it for this yep, week, yep. guys. That's uh, it? Please don't leave. No, you can, <laughs> please don't leave. You can leave now if you want to, but <laughs> come back next week. I uh, Next week is our anniversary episode. Yeah. Is, is it? Yeah. It's like the oh. 14th anniversary of a 3 Radio or something. Interesting. Oh, this is very unfortunate because I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> yeah, well, we're probably going to have to figure that out. Okay, yeah. well, there was a plan, but now that's not a plan anymore, so I won't tell you what it was going to be so that you won't be sad. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> It'll probably just be moved. Probably like a week all or right, something. Alright, alright, Anyhow. That's it for this week, and some of us will see you next week, and some of us will see you the week after that. Who? It's a mystery. Who could it be? Tune in next time. It's a mystery. Your history. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with me. See ya. Bye.